BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, what's up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and this is one that I have wanted to do for a really long time. It is with an absolute legend uh, of the Australian motocross industry by the name of Daniel McCoy. Uh, He's a guy that has always done his own thing and carved his own path in the Australian, uh, well, I guess the global uh, motocross and supercross scene. He's raced in arena cross in the UK. He's done uh, the supercross series in the US. He's ridden for every single factory team in Australia twice over. Uh, So a guy that just has so much experience. And in 2016, he suffered a career-ending injury uh, that left him paralyzed from kind of uh, around like the belly button down. Uh, Since then, it really just hasn't stopped McCoy. He's back riding motocross. He's into uh, mountain biking. He actually raced the US Open in the adaptive mountain biking class. So uh, he's just a dude that has the right attitude is really the only way you could say it. He's a a guy that I look up to and respect a lot. And since I've started the podcast, he's a guy that uh, I've got a lot closer to. So really, really stoked to have him on the podcast. We talk a lot about uh, his injury, the coaching stuff that he's into now, the adaptive bikes that he rides. Um, Just a super humble and super nice dude that I really, really enjoyed talking to. Uh, just got to give a quick shout out to all of our sponsors that make this podcast possible. Uh, just got to give a shout out to the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au. Uh, they've got a lot of really cool stuff going on and their Instagram at MX Store is worth a follow, not only just for information about new products coming out, but They're doing a lot of really cool tutorial type stuff, um, really breaking down some of the latest technology in uh, the motocross industry. They've also got a TTR uh, TTR 110 uh, that they are doing up uh, to give away. So, so much cool stuff going on over uh, on their Instagram at MX Store. You can also head to mxstore.com.au to order anything you need for your dirt bike or you can visit their Burley showroom. Also, a shout out to the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. We have got some super cool stuff coming up with uh, some project bike builds that we're doing. Uh, I will be doing a two-stroke biker build-off with Sammy Moore. He just bought an 06 CR250. Uh, I am going to try and find a dope uh, YZ or RM250. Uh, That's going to be what I do. We're going to build an Aussie replica uh, factory bike kind of deal. Um, so Sammy will be using Rival Inc. to do up a really cool full throttle sports design. Uh, and if I get the Yamaha, I will be getting them to do a bit of a replica boost CDR, uh, design. So really excited for that project. And the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. will be helping us bring that to life. You can head to rivalincdesignco.com, use the promo code Gypsy Tales or Gypsy Gang to get 15% off. Uh, also going on that project bike, 
of those project bikes will be uh, a seat cover from the guys at Thrill Seekers. You can head to thrillseekerscollection.com. Uh, you can also check out not only seat covers, but they're insanely dope clothing uh, that they uh, that they do. I'm actually wearing one of their tees right now, and I really love their design. I love the vibe, and everybody at that company is uh, 100% a certified lord, if you ask me. Uh, also got to give a shout out to the guys at Maxxis. Uh, I'm excited to be running Maxxis tires on all my bikes now. And uh, I feel like if you asked any legit OG of the game, they would tell you that if there is one thing that you should do to your bike uh, more regularly than anything else, that is put good rubber on it. I'm excited that I am going to have good rubber on my bikes from now on. I've never really been a dude that changes tires a lot. Um, but the more and more I get into riding and technique and, uh, all of this sort of stuff that I've been kind of getting into lately with riding, the more I realize that you need reliable rubber, uh, that is going to help keep you safe as well as help you go fast. Uh, also a shout out to the guys at MotorX, uh, for providing us with quality oils and the guys at Crick's Tweed, uh, giving away that KTM 450 still, uh, you can head to crickstweed.com.au or call into their showroom in Tweed. Uh, all you've got to do to enter that draw is buy a new or used vehicle from the guys at Crick's Tweed and you go in the draw to win that brand new KTM Falberti. Think I might buy an AU Falcon just to get in the draw. Also, got to give a massive shout out to the homie, the partner in crime when it comes to uh, our Supercross companion show, Sammy Moore, uh, Bricks, and Jay Bizzle uh, for the work that they do at Fist Handwear here in Australia as well as Dixon Flannos. Uh, you can head to fisthandwear.com uh, and use the promo code FUCKJACE to get 20% off your order. You can also head to dixonquality.com.au, use the code RAMPTHIEF, but make sure you spell thief wrong, uh, and you will get 15% off your order there as well. They just got a bunch of new stock, uh, so yeah. You don't have to be cold this winter. You can wear a dope flannel from the guys at Dixon. Uh, thanks very much, guys, and enjoy this awesome podcast with the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel McCoy. Just like that, we're on, bruh. It's been happening, mate. Nah, not a great deal. Just, um, yeah, cruising. There's um, the old COVID things killing everything. It's bloody slowed a lot of stuff down, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's um, I guess it's a good thing. Spend time with the family and yeah, just chill out a little bit. So yeah. Well, yeah, I was just we we're just saying then that um, I'm stoked. I've been wanting to do this with you for literally for ever, like since we since I started this whole thing. And um, it's one of those ones where you like you're right there. You're just on the sunny coast. Yeah. But it's like yeah, trying to get it all to sort of line up and um, yeah, stoked stoked you're on, dude. Yeah, awesome. Um, dude, I, I remember like when I first started filming and I was like, just young, like 18, 19, like yeah. you just always had your own vibe, dude. Yeah, like yeah. you always <laughs> did your own thing. You had like your own style, style, like in terms of on the bike as well yeah. in the pits, like, and even when uh, I told Todd, you were coming on before, he's like. He's like, fuck yeah, like, I just, you're just one of those weird guys where, like, no one ever had a bad word to say about you. Yeah. You fully did your own thing. And yeah. uh, it was just like, it was, it was a rare dude in, like, Aussie motocross, yeah. I reckon. 
Yeah, no, it's um, it's not something that I tried, to, you know, to be or, yeah. or anything. It was just, um, I guess it goes back to when I was a kid, you know, Dad and I would go to the races and would park at the back of the pits, do our own thing and just sort of keep a low profile. So I think, um, you know, going through the, the professional ranks, I was kind of quiet. Mm. Um, people would sort of take me maybe the wrong way, think that I was a bit up myself or whatever, but it's just the way it was. And I just thought you were a bit of a gangster. Yeah, and just... I just did, like, you know, because you had, like, you had, the t- you had the fucking neck tats before yeah, neck yeah. tats were a thing and you always yeah. had, like, that that sort of look. You always had a fucking pretty yeah. hot, hot piece with you as well. Yeah. You kind of were, like, an intimidating dude, yeah. you know, but over the years as I got to know you, I was just yeah, like, yeah. he's, like, literally the nicest guy. Yeah, just, um, I don't know where the image come from. It was... um. Yeah, I don't know. The old boy had some tattoos, and mm, uh, that's true. It, eh? it kind of, yeah, yeah kind of just went from there. I guess as a kid, I was like, "That's something that I would like." Um, yeah. I've always been that sort of, I don't know, artistic guy. You know, I like drawing. I do yeah, a bit yeah. of tattooing. Yeah, um, I paint helmets a little bit at the moment, so I'm always like tinkering about with stuff like that. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just just the way it was for me yeah did you feel like that a little bit like you were kind of like a unique dude in the in the sport yeah i i I did feel different like in terms of the way i wanted things yeah um i've always liked black and you know my bikes were black at the end of my career when i got to do my own team so yeah um yeah i've kind of had my own little style i suppose so yeah yeah and yeah, so you it sort of come from your old boy, you reckon a bit? And yeah, he's into Harley's, in the in the bikes. He's um, yeah, he's just I don't know. I, yeah, it's a hard one to really nail, but yeah, it's kind of that way I, I sort of went and yeah. Well, I think that's what makes it cool though. Is it wasn't like you weren't really trying to be that dude, and you weren't yeah. even trying to live up to that image. Yeah, it, you know what I mean. You sort of acted like you, there was no image at all. Like you were just a super nice. Yeah. Well, dude. Well, well, when I think about it, like I liked freestyle. Like I raced, mm. I raced as a kid, but then, you know, at the end of my junior sort of racing, I went road racing, and then did you? Yeah, I went road racing in um, two thousand and one. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I done like twelve months of that. So I didn't go straight to, like, into trying to be a pro motocross guy, and um, uh, you know, I just bought a, a second hand RM two fifty off Anthony Gobert. No way. Uh, yeah, and cut holes in the side and done some tricks and that's when Robbie Madison um started getting back into it so yeah, he, right. he came up to my place and we rode a little bit so I was kind of into that freestyle bit as well so the tattoos and you know with Deegan and all Matsuka all them guys you know I, yeah. I kind of liked those guys so I, I guess it's yeah. just come from that too so yeah and then it's cool like you've kind of carried that now like with SFC and yeah. everything that you've sort of got going on yep. it's like you sort of yeah you just you've always done your own thing yep, and yep. it's and it's cool because i feel like it's kind of hard to do your own thing sometimes when like there's such a clear path of like what a pro motocross looks like what yep. a pro supercross dude looks like and if you're sort of outside of that yep. box it's just easier to to do what everyone else does yeah i think um it's about getting noticed in a good way um you know running all the fluoro gear and all that sort of shit that you have to do when you're on a team on a factory mm. team it gets old so and then you want to pull pull it back in and and be yourself so yeah i think um with my gear company and stuff it's it's cool i can do what i want we and, can make whatever we want and appreciate the gear too yeah, I sick yeah I for the first time the other day yeah it looked cool yeah i was stoked on that um when that rocked up i didn't know yeah, you were yeah. doing it so yeah 
Yeah, and no, I thought, um, well, your logo looks cool, and I thought, well, that's what we can do, you know. So yeah. That that's what I'm trying to let people know that we can make you know head to toe custom yeah. gear, and if you got a sponsor, yeah. you can blow them blow them away, you know, each round change your sponsor and yeah what's like your that. turnaround time on that stuff um it's usually four to six weeks yeah um at the moment it's killing us because of yeah, the china stuff the, the, yeah the, the covid shit but um yeah it's pretty quick um just depends like if i've got something coming in a couple of weeks i can throw something quickly on to that yeah order. So yeah it's just it's, the timing of the yeah, shipment yeah. and stuff yeah so um but yeah we can make things happen pretty quick yeah and so you've kept like so you got you said the other um just before you got injured four and a half years ago yeah and you've just been like seems like you've just been flat out the whole time like you've done like mountain bike yeah. shit you've done the back doing the motocross stuff yeah. and still fucking ripping by the way <laughs> yeah it's um it uh, you know what it's like it's once you've done it that's yeah. all you want to do yeah it's um, just your lifestyle like. yeah as a kid I, I was obsessed with riding motorbikes um mm. that's all i thought about uh, still you know what i think about a lot um yeah it's just one of those things you just want to get back on on what you or get get life back to normal mm. as, as much as you can um this year this injury is serious obviously and um things change dramatically so mm. to be able to um get back on the bike make it sort of adaptive and mm. and be part of a race like Dane Dirt that was like that was cool dude that was, we were lined up together for one of those races yeah. like kind of the the whole time yeah, yeah yeah and like man it was it was like it was inspiring to just be there yeah like there was an energy that you know when you see someone like you that's fucking ripping <laughs> and has got all of these challenges to just ride yeah. like for you to ride right now yeah. it's like it's I'm assuming it's a fucking ordeal. Yeah. Really. And it's like to see you there pumped, fucking sending it the whole time. Like it's a, it, it is really fucking cool. Yeah. It's, um, it is a big process for sure. It's, um, getting on the bike, you know, my dad comes to day in the dirt, mm. get him on the back. So we ride up to the start gate. He's on the back. Um, so when I stop, he put his feet down. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest challenge in my head for day in the dirt was, so many bikes on the track yeah if, if there's like three or four guys jammed in a corner and i get to them Tip. I'm, I'm either yeah. crashing or i'm doing a wheelie and getting over it <laughs> so it was um did you have any moments nah not not like nothing crazy you know yeah. tucked the front a little bit just gassed it and stood it Pulled back it up out. but yeah it wasn't yeah i was yeah i was pretty happy with the way it went to be honest the the track was pretty fun right yeah yeah um, that that was one thing i was kind of concerned i thought if it's prepped like MX Nationals, I'll be stuffed. You know, I'll be bogged yeah. in the first corner. But, you know, thinking about the level of riders that are there, I didn't think, oh, it's not going to be ripped too deep. shouldn't be overwatered. It should be okay. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, there was a couple of boggy patches, which I was okay with anyway. How much riding have you done before that? Um, I've got 15 hours on my bike right now. So, oh, I see. So it's, I would say, probably eight, nine hours max before that race yeah um so i've done a little bit i was gonna say that's not a bad yeah it's not bad I, looking back now i wish i was fitter so i could have done that last race yeah you know, that would have been i was rooted by i was gonna say like how physical is it because yeah. you can't use your knees and you can't use like the yeah you know grips it's like literally all your arms yeah right? it's all, all upper body um i think it was uh, the the part that hurt the most was the squareage bumps just getting just jammed get, get, get in the yeah. Back, yeah i've got a bit of suspension under my seat um, so that oh, helps. Yeah. yeah, so that helps heaps. But um, it's still, yeah, it's, it's just like you sitting on a seat hitting square. It, 
it gets you eventually. So, is there any, uh, is there anything where it's like actually good where you're like, fuck, it kind of does this shit better? Oh shit, that's a good one. Um, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not fucked. really. Not really. It's um, but in saying that, like, the, the a track you think would suck would be like a sand track like Coolum, and that's my favorite track. Really, it's so good. Yeah, I thought. Man, soundtrack that's gonna be sketchy. You're gonna always be wanting to tuck the front, um, big whooped out bumps. But um, in saying that, like it, it's actually, yeah, the most fun. You can hook in, um, really get get on the gas early. I suppose. Yeah. We're hard pack. You know, you can't you can't dab your foot if you get into trouble. So you've got to be real careful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think um, I think a sandy track is the go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bumps. You know, you just back off and just ride within your limits. I suppose. Dude, we got um. A f- uh, the guys that we went and did Townley's thing with. Oh, yeah. Um, so we met these Concreter boys, the Bishop yeah. boys. They actually own MX Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Pete's track? No, I've seen videos. Track? I haven't, haven't been Let's there. Let's fucking go right Yeah, there. right. Because like, I reckon that would be perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. like Sandy. Awesome. They prep it. Wouldn't be crazy yeah. rough. And you could, I bet you could fucking yeah, hook man. in there. And there's dude. a couple of jumps there I've seen. I think there is a couple yeah. of like, cool doubles, but they're all yeah. real safe. Yeah. Because they're concreters. They're like, they yeah, got work the next day. Sweet. But it'd be sick to, to yeah. do, like, Let's to do go it, there yeah. and have a ride. Because yeah. um, I, I don't know if I told you, like, we're, we're going to remake Loam. Yeah, okay. With Streeter. Yeah. So, like, Streeter's been helping out doing heaps of stuff awesome. with the podcast. <laughs> and, like, we got to have you in it. Like, yeah, we got to have a section yeah. where with you riding. Yeah, and awesome. be fucking so fun. Because yeah. you would have been in the original ones. Yeah. Like, you would have been... Uh, I was in, in a yeah, I was in a heap of different ones yeah. throughout the years. Yeah, even if you didn't have a part, like there was racing in it. Yeah, so like you yeah. would have for sure been it. So yeah. it's gonna be cool to like try and get as much of the OG yeah. crew. Like well, I think um, gonna try and film a segment with like Luke George. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he's got sick tracks. At his place. <laughs> have, you, have you ever rode at his place? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Eh? Unreal, unreal. Do you miss a bunch of those dudes? Like, because um, there's people that kind of like fall out of the scene that you probably grew up with. You know? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, like. Like I kind of kept it myself, so I wasn't really tight with anyone. Yeah. But um, yeah, what was, what was that? Was there anything behind that? I think that, it was just where I lived. Just a shy like, dude. yeah, just kept it myself. Um, you know, we lived. Well, I lived in Sydney, like Camden, like west of Sydney. So um, there wasn't really anyone there. The mum yeah. ones were at Wollongong. Yeah. Um, so they kind of done their thing. I'd sort of catch up with them, do a bit of riding here or there. Um, there was no one around, so it was just a few local guys that rode yeah. um, that were trying to maybe do nationals that, that I'd ride with. So, um, yeah, just sort of, you know, and then George, Luke George and yeah. Mitch Hoden, they were up Newcastle way. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't, yeah, just done my own thing. But, yeah, yeah, it's seen those faces for sure when I see them. It's cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it brings back memories and stuff. So. Yeah, because, like, even, well, I've got that same thing. Like, I've got a bit of nostalgia to that era of, like, yeah, yeah you know, Luke George and you know yeah. the sort of the guys that you used to yeah, kind of sure. kick around with when you were like young <laughs> yeah. and, and trying to get into it. Yeah, but yeah, we're we're gonna try and gonna try and bring back bring back Lime because there hasn't been like an Aussie DVD in nah fucking probably since Lime. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I don't know that crazy. there's been much. You know, yeah, yeah. So it'd be cool to to sort of do. Yeah. I think we're um we're gonna go from Sam just bought a big van. Oh yeah. So I think we're gonna drive from here to Tassie oh. and then do like literally do a Tassie segment yeah. then do a Vico segment Perfect. New South Wales yeah. and then like South East Queensland and then we're going to finish it up in Cairns yeah, so yeah. literally just go from like top awesome. to 
top to bot like yeah. or bottom to top yeah and uh and get it done yes yeah, because there's still so many just like gangster dudes that yeah that like like the level in oz is i feel like the level in oz is still really high like even yeah. with guys like longy yeah doing what he's doing yeah. like there's a lot of people doing cool shit here yeah now. for sure his bike skill is unbelievable real good so, eh yeah. did you see have you seen any of his like farm jam stuff that he yeah yeah I did and yeah, same with like him. Louis Woods yeah 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 he like, stepped it right up he's underrated like <laughs> yeah. big time eh yeah for sure did you see the shoulder fucking deal like his both his shoulders yeah he popped it out yeah <sighs> crazy no crazy. thanks he yeah. went fucking deep like, <laughs> like so deep on yeah. that thing yeah. 252 straight just for fucking sure. sent it unreal um so we'll go to the to your injury yeah. so you were in the uk right yeah. doing the um arena cross yeah, was it arena cross, cross? Yeah, yeah. yeah so what like what happened with it all yeah so basically so 2014 i, I went there and done the, the championship and it was good we had a mm. real good time got second in championship um you know had a great time uh then the next year i didn't go but 16 come round and i thought well you know it, like I had a good 15 Supercross season, we got fourth in the championship, privateer, all that sort of thing. So I wanted to keep racing because I felt good. Yeah. And then um, Amy's family's from the UK. Her brother's there, and her sister was there at the time. She does a road racing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. She did once upon a time. Oh um, right. Amy's sister Shani, she races. Yeah. Well, she was racing road bikes. Yeah. So um, so yeah, the family's into bikes. Um, so anyway, long story short, we uh, I wanted to go back, and I spoke to the promoter, and he hooked us up a ride on a husky team yeah which um which was the guys were awesome on the team uh flew over there um what did we do we done the first round taking out every race i was in everything mm. was just going to shit yeah like it right. was just it was a bad time um so but we we're actually there for a couple of days and we'd left australia and amy's dad passed away oh. yeah so it was like it was a massive hit yeah uh, it was just it was yeah when i look back now it was pretty crazy like what happened yeah so um and we had just left him here in australia so just after christmas so we, we were there so and was it real sudden yeah it was just out of nowhere so Fuck. yeah it was, it was hectic so i was kind of, so we were there and the first round come up and i was just trying to deal with you know look support amy basically and, and yeah so the, the headspace wasn't great you know and it's hard to ride over there right like yeah in it's, it's raining races. it's cold yeah. it's miserable so we fly there we go down to this little indoor track and seriously 10 15 minutes max on the bike like must have been five six laps i done done a start oh, that's it you know we're going to the race so um and that's just the way it is like you know what you're in for so um we go to the first round didn't go to plan um i didn't want to race. like i didn't really want to race because of amy and yeah just the whole situation so anyway but once you get your helmet on it's all back to business so we went there, didn't go to plan. Then we go to the second round at Scotland. Yeah. Uh, so we drive up there, still dealing with everything else. Um, and it was the first heat race. Uh, got an average start. I was like mid-pack, so that's what, fifth of 10 guys on the gate. And I was following this guy and I went, and there was a clean line up the left side of the whoops. And everyone had been going through, because you come out of a, a left 90 flat turn. Yeah. Everyone was drifting, going through the middle to the right and then picking up the berm at the end. So I went sort of a bit wider, come up tight on the inside and the whoops were fresh. So I was on top and I, I had the pass basically made and I just catch out corner of my eye, his bike, go, he just went sideways and shot across. Oh. And then I just see this red front guard and I, I still remember it. Like it was almost slow-mo. I seen the bottom of his fork, like just laying on the top of the whoop. Yeah. Um, but it, ha it happened quick, obviously, but um, I just 
nailed it, went over the bars, but I went off to the left of the whoops. I didn't land in the whoops. I was out on the flat. And when I landed, um, just had this massive crunch, you know, like, and and I thought, the first thing I thought was someone's left something on the track. Like I thought there was a a water bottle or something. No, no, like a metal bar or something, you know, like just that impact. Um, there's a video and I've kind of looked and I'm certain that the bike hit me in the back, like the swing arm got me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, it happened really fast. Um, I was laying there, the pain was crazy. Uh, I sort of sat up a bit um, and I thought, shit, I've got to get up and walk this off. So as I like thought my legs had come underneath me to stand up, I thought, oh shit, the bike's on me. And I look and my legs are up in the berm oh. and I'm like down at the bottom of the berm at the base. So I'm like, holy shit, like this is serious. serious. So I just yeah. laid down I was like, no way, like what the fuck's going on here? So anyway, um, yeah, I got stretched off and then, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. It happened that, that quick, quick and, yeah. and it was just a crash that, um, you could have had a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even that gnarly really. Um, just, I guess the way you land, mm. um, what hits you, um, that sort of thing. So it's, um, just luck of the draw. Yeah. It's heavy. The reality of it, like even with Ben crashing this week Yeah, and he was going was at Willowbank down one of the ruddy sort of straights yeah. and his rear wheel just popped out and swapped yeah. and then he, he sort of like tried to correct it pulled it back and the bike's like swapped back he kind of got bucked off it yeah. and when the bike swapped back it's literally like hit him in the back and you mm. can just see the jarring yeah. and that's what broke his back All right. yeah. and it's just like I mean fuck I had the weirdest relationship with bikes for pretty much the whole time I lived in America man yeah. I rode like four times yeah and that was like eight years because I was right there when Andrew died saw yeah. the whole thing yeah well he was right in front of me yeah on yeah. the track huh yeah. yeah yeah I was I stopped filming him yeah because he was on a flyer like he was yeah he was he was ripping yeah and he looked so good and yeah. I like I was there like I was mm. filming with JDR yeah. and so I was just like fuck he is on it yeah. and I just stopped as a fan yeah. to to watch mm-hmm. and um no camera nothing i just sort of stood there yeah. and fucking hit yeah. that thing over the bars yeah. and then that was it mm. and that day like seeing that and everything um that obviously went on and like being mm. with the team like i was staying with the yeah. Reinenbergs. like i i drove to the track with andrew yeah like wow. he picked me up from the airport and then so there were then there was there was that um then it's like you know you had your thing and then yeah. like i was there when luke george had his crash yeah. and there was just it seemed like everybody for a period mm. of time like it was just seemed like a real yeah. gnarly period in the sport and like i remember it was months after andrew and i was sitting on the start line in tully just doing a local club day it was the first time and the gate dropped and i just fucking pulled my bike yeah, off wow. and, and rode off yeah. and uh and it yeah fucked me for ages eh mm. and then uh recently like since i got back to oz the last couple of years i've started riding yeah. again and i haven't had any there's no bad vibes and then ben had that yeah. happen on the weekend and he's good luckily like he got yeah. his surgery and stuff but like just that reality check man yeah, of like totally. you can just get fucked up for sure and it, it's not fair mm, yeah it can happen so quick um yeah in saying that with with my injury i feel somewhat lucky you know yeah it's, um I've, I've been around a lot of those accidents i was in the first turn crash with jono oh Porter. Yeah. yeah i was in that um andrew was right in front of me i was actually coming out of the pits um 
to get going again yeah and i stopped as he come past yeah and I went, oh, i'll get on the back of him he'll he'll be put and he was he was putting a hot yeah. lap in and i and we went through a couple of turns and i sort of backed off because he's roosting me and whatever and then um i was jumping one tabletop and his accent was on the second tabletop yeah and um yeah i, I seen seen all that so i've been super close to a lot of gnarly yeah. stuff so um yeah i'm thankful you know yeah for what for the position that i'm in really and that's kind of the attitude you have to have when you're yeah. going through because it's such like a long-term process with like where you're at now and i'm sure like you're probably still improving you know and like yeah. there's still things that is like coming back so it's like you kind of have to have that attitude yeah of like like lucky could have yeah. been could yeah. have been yeah, worse. yeah for sure yeah you know if you think you're having a bad day you really just yeah have a think for a minute and go hang on you know we're in a good position here really yeah let's um keep working forward and it's just like racing you know you set goals and you work towards them and you know you're not not always going to meet those goals but yeah you've got to have that mindset yeah and i've tried to bring that from the racing side it's like when the accident happened i was like this is like the new race yeah it's like let's get it going like okay it is what it is um what do you do you know you can it's easy to sit there and feel sorry for your ass and did you have those moments to be honest not really um that's fucking cool yeah it is it's um that's his mental toughness yeah it's just like far out you know what do you do you You know it's like you lay there and Mm. feel sorry and it's not going to get anywhere um but you know amy was so positive Mm. um it's it's about having good people too you know to um to help you out whatever but um yeah just just that racing mentality i was like okay it's serious let's go i just wanted to get the hell out of the hospitals and the rehab yeah and just see what my life was going to be about yeah um the changes that were going to be made because there's um, a lot of question marks right there's so many so many yeah Yeah. it's um the worst part is seriously the the worst part is um is the hospital and the rehab and yeah um you you know being on medication and you're like is this forever yeah so you just want to work your body out yeah um and know what it can do and can't do and i know it's a process you've got to go through those rehabs and stuff yeah um but yeah it's so when you're so you're on the track and then they're like what was the process of even like getting to the hospital like because all that yeah. stuff when you when it's a spinal thing yeah. it's so complicated eh? like it's yeah. not a it's not like a green whistle and you're in the fucking yeah, yeah. you're in the meat wagon and then you drive to the, like it's a very gnarly kind of process right yeah so from from being on the track put me on the stretcher um cut me off put me in the ambo and um i actually moved my left leg so like i was super hot like i thought i was gonna die because i was so hot in the ambo and i'm like get my gear off you know like i was, really? I was freaking out because i was just i guess from the injury yeah so um amy i remember amy being in there and i'm like you gotta get my gear off you gotta get it off like i was just burning yeah. and um my left leg like shot up like it moved up and i know what it is it's my, it's my left quad it it actually fires a little bit yeah. what it did at the time just yeah. slightly and now i've been working on i can move the left quad i'll yeah. get the left quad working pretty good so um yeah so they'll, they'll kind of like oh hang on he's got some movement because i'm like i can't feel nothing so yeah. anyway we get to the hospital and then um yeah it was uh i think we we're delayed two days or three days for the operation yeah and um they're waiting for some surgeons to come from wherever and that was a hard part because I'm like to get in there and sort the shit out because I dislocated T11 went under 12 
And what? I, yeah, so How's that work? Yeah, so just like it broke off, I suppose, and went under. And oh. and then it obviously had pressure on my spinal cord and also cut my spinal cord. Um, it was leaking a bit. So, um, that, you know, that's what switches everything off. You say it like it's a radiator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Cut me fucking it's, nose. Yeah, it's basically. Got shit everywhere. Well, they say you, your spinal cord is like toothpaste, so it's like really? it just gets nicked. It's going to switch stuff off. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just like, come on, I just want to get this done. So that yeah. was that was. Were you in a lot of pain too with that? Yeah, heaps of pain. I was obviously drugged up and stuff, but it was still. You can't take that pain away nah, all the way, man. No. Nah. And you can't fucking sleep. You like couldn't move. Just yeah. just strapped there. So, um, yeah. Anyway, once it was definitely a relief to get that yeah. operation done. Um, but then I was stuck in Scotland. So uh, what was the? Did they do like a full fusion of your spinal? Column? Yeah. So from. So it's T11, T12, and I'm, I've got rods either side from T5 to L1, so pretty long. Yeah. Um, either side, and it's like it's like a big H pattern. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's all bolted in, and and yeah, it was just um, yeah, two, I, I think it was two weeks, nearly three weeks or something in Scotland. Um, I was just wanted to get home. Yeah. Uh, to to get the recovery happening, um, but we just had to wait for, um yeah just wait for it i had to fly first class yeah the biggest problem was was we needed medic i needed medical attention to get home yeah um so we had to get uh they wanted two doctors but we finally we got down to one doctor because it was super expensive to get home mm. so a guy from australia he flew over and then flew back with us really yeah so we had to go first class laying down um yeah it was, it was Fuck, that was the process and, and then right though. before i left um the morning i was flying home i had swollen nuts i didn't know what that was all about <laughs> i had some infection or something and i was just in that was more pain than anything and you could feel it so yeah. like so what yeah so what's the deal with um so where do you have feeling so i've got from? yeah i've got all my abs yeah um which is really good i've got um luckily i've got like the front side yeah um from from my, my right leg uh just above the knee yeah down i got nothing no feeling um, my left leg, uh, it's it's got a little bit more than the right. That's on the front side. The back side, so my ass and my back of my legs, I can't feel anything. Really? Yeah. It's um. It's all so unique, isn't it? Yeah, when it's crazy. With those yeah. Injuries? And everyone, every everyone's, everyone's different. different. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So you can still pierce like so your dick works fine or well is it, it does for an erection. I just proved that for two kids. I was going to say yeah, you've been fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's cool, but um, you know. Take, go on to the toilet we've got to catheterize all that You're like sort of Amy, shit rehab we got to fuck every <laughs> single day we got to yeah. make sure this thing stays working <laughs> yeah so um yeah you know there, there, there is tricky parts to it mm. um yeah and, and it's it's basically the same for spine, most spinal cord injury guys yeah because isn't there a um isn't there a drug that you take if you don't have feeling down there that um, you could that helps you get an erection if you yeah, are paralyzed? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I I do know of some guys in chairs that are just yeah. take Viagra and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I do, but one of my mates gets a headache all the time, so he doesn't like it. Uh -huh. But there's a, uh, there's a needle that you can use as well. Yeah. Um, they've got all tricky shit out there, but yeah, because I remember Bronte was saying that um that he had like a thing that like yeah. a thing that he took that was oh, right. like for people that like couldn't get erections yeah, when they okay. had like spinal injuries or yeah. whatever yeah because yeah you just you just don't know like what yeah. you can what you will get out of that sort of stuff yeah eh? for sure 
Sure. Well, that's fucking cool then. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's got to be a pretty Fuck. big plus. Stoked. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the first things, to be honest. As soon as I got out of the bed, in my chair, I said, Amy, come on, let's go to the toilet. I've got to see if this thing Yeah, we've got to figure this out. So, really? So yeah. you are fucking in the in No, the <laughs> <laughs> we weren't. I had a catheter in full time, oh. you know, so, yeah, it, it worked. And I'm like, got this pipe hanging out, and I'm like, oh, shit, I better get this thing down. So. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, yeah. I can't imagine, because... When I had all, I, I had like, oh, when was it? Maybe like, I think it was 18 or something. I had a bunch of kidney yeah. surgeries. Yeah. And man, I was just in hospital fucking, like felt like months, like in and out, in and out with all these surgeries. Catheters, bro, yeah. are so fucking, yeah. going in wasn't as bad as coming out, man. Coming yeah, yeah. out fucking yeah. burns, dude, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, once it goes in, it hits that valve, pushes through. Oh, is and that what that is? That's the part you feel, yeah. Ah. And then pulling back out. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. ask many questions. Yeah, it's, I was just like, it's shit. But you know what? Um, it it's actually quite handy. Like when they when they did the, I had to have like this big cut across my guts. Yeah. And it's like they, it, it's the same thing as when a woman has like a C section when they like they got yeah. to cut through all the muscle and and tissue and stuff like yeah. that. And man, that was fucking gnarly. Like the they made me get up the next day. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're taking the catheter out. And I was like, nah, leave it in, man. Like, I ain't getting up. Like, this will be this will be a minute until I'm actually fine to get up. Yeah. They're like, nah, you got to get up now. And they're like, we're pulling the catheter and then we're pulling your bedpan. Like, you have to get up to piss because yeah. they just want you out for infection. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It was so gnarly. Yeah, so I was crazy. like, I was actually pretty pumped on the catheter while it was in there. But <laughs> fuck, they're, they're no good. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, so, yeah, then you're in, um, so you're in Scotland. Yeah. How long did you have to spend in hospital there? Uh, it was it was dragged on, I would say two to three weeks. I can't really remember, but it was a, it fuck. It felt like two months, two yeah. years. Like went there for so long. Um, they had crazy uh, hours where Amy uh, couldn't couldn't hang with me. Yeah, it was like she couldn't come in before what? lunchtime, and she had to be out by five or some bullshit. It was why is that? Oh, I got no idea. Was Were just, you married at that point? No, no, we're still not married. I was going to say yeah. you're married still. No, yeah. yet. But um, yeah, it was just make it work for a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was a pain in the ass, really, to to be in that situation in that you know in, in yeah. Scotland, and um, you know it was dark rain, and she was catching taxis back to hotels, and you know it's st- just still still f- dealing with with her dad, and oh. you know I couldn't even be there for for that, so that that was hard for me. That was really hard for me. So, but um, just the fact that you couldn't be there for her. Yeah, you know, she just fuck. She just wanted to be cuddled and yeah, you know, be supported. So, um, yeah, that, that was that was really tough. Really, yeah, yeah. And I think that for the people that I know that have like spinal cord injuries, I think that one of the things that is like the main hurdle to get over is mentally like feeling like you you're now just dependent on everybody like you're yeah. not going to be able to help people now because yeah. people are going to have to help you yeah for sure yeah that's that is the biggest frustrating part uh, being in a chair you know um, taking something to the car from the garage sitting yeah. on your lap you, you get roll down the hill a bit you got one brake you got something on your lap you grab the brake stop you swing in you hit the car you drop the box <laughs> Fuck, it's just like yeah man like it's just simple stuff like that that really kick in the ass daily yeah but yeah it's it's just getting used to it it's still what four and a half years down and yeah still those little things pop up for me yeah are you making do you still make progress or you are where you are um, now or like yeah it's they say that 
things can come back at any time. Like little things could pop up and start mm. working or whatever. Uh, I've been pretty stale for, I reckon, year and a half, two years. Mm. Like, like my left quad, it's it's always getting a bit stronger, but it but I need other stuff to fire. Mm. I need um my glutes to work. To, to, Which is on the back side. Yeah, yeah, to basically support me if I was standing up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of stale at the moment. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be like that. I actually met a guy not that long ago um, that's been in a chair for 15 years, and he reckons that um, 12 years down the track, uh, one of his legs, his toes started working. So it's like, well, it's good to hear those little stories because yeah. it gives you a bit of hope. You're like, okay, keep going, keep going. So, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it's um, one of those things too where you've kind of got to like, you you could spend so much time just like hoping shit comes back and like focusing mm. on that or do you balance it out by just like improving your quality of life as is, like learning more skills, like yeah. streamlining the way that you do shit so that it's like you you just function better with like what you've got. Yeah, yeah, it, you're always trying to make your life better with the situation you're in for sure trying to get better at things but um i, I don't let i don't settle like i don't yeah I, I don't i just i can't i can't fully accept that this is it you know yeah so, um that's why i keep training and keep active uh, keep that blood flowing yeah um always doing some type of training hand cycling kayaking whatever i'm always just just like i was as a racer like yeah just training all the time i try to do that as much as i can hoping that you know if you're overworking this quad that's working a little bit it might fire something else or yeah that's just my that's just my thoughts and the way i go about it um which is probably why you've done so well out of it yeah i I guess you could say that for sure it's um yeah like all my abs work i remember my 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 two lower abs were a little bit weakish uh, but it's all it's all good so am mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> plenty of people that aren't in chairs and got yeah. weak abs too yeah so it's just um I, I think that's the best approach you know i've been to yeah. all the all the all the people that think they can get you going again i've been to all those clinics um i'm working with one at the moment um which it's been pretty good yeah but um like exercise physios and stuff like that uh, but but i really think that um, you know the career that I hadn't been a racer that that training off the bike and all that stuff that I done anyway I still like to do it I feel like that's the best training yeah like for my body to hopefully kick in and something works or yeah and just mentally like training hard is, is good for the head and makes you feel makes you feel good so how much time you spend training a week you reckon? um I, I mix it up uh, I wouldn't know I just I try to do an hour a day of something mm. um if it's sitting inside on my stationary bike, um, going to the gym, um, kayaking, whatever. Kayaking's a bit of a pain in the ass because you gotta need someone to take mm. take the kayak down and stuff. But um, yeah, whatever I can do myself, I, I try to do it a lot. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's I guess it'd be as much for your mind too than mm. anything. Like just that release, and like you said, especially when you're so used to training your whole life like essentially yeah. you just your life was about train race train yeah. race train race like there'd be a certain component of like mental health that um that would come along with that hour of exercise because i mean that's why i like to do an hour of exercise yeah. a day too you know yeah 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 definitely it's yeah i'm just i'm honestly trying to live my life as close to the way it was mm. um you know i'm not racing professionally but um 
still ride my bike and do a mountain biking and that, that's been really fun dude you've been getting way into that eh? yeah heaps um probably 12 months ago i met this guy um he, he wanted to he was starting to build some adaptive sort of equipment mm. uh, he, he was working on like a three-wheeler with pedals and like you know arm pedals whatever and uh anyway he uh we seen doug henry building the bucket bike they call it a bucket bike which is what i ride yeah and um we thought i said to him hey let's look at doing something like this so he went away and built something and then i i rode it and i thought wow this is pretty cool and then we went to america uh the yeah what did, yeah the what week race after did you do yeah, it was called the u.s open so it's a big mountain bike race over there yeah and right. um they have an adaptive class so um that was two weeks after day in the dirt so um yeah we flew over down that i rode his bike did so. you do down the dirt as well yeah, Dane, yeah, this was last last year, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. the, you, the Aussie Dane the Dirt, yeah, and Aussie then you Dane, flew yeah, straight yeah, over. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I thought you meant the one over yeah, there. Yeah, no, no. And then, um, yeah, so we went and done that, and then that was really good. Um, got to meet Doug and, and just talk to other adaptive athletes, and um, it was really cool. Uh, almost won it, chain come off right at the end, and I rolled to the finish off. <laughs> so i was lucky because when it came off i still had a bit of a hill to get up and i was just pumping on the forks just compressing yeah. and it just got me on the hill and i'm like yelling at this flaggy going push me and he's like just looking at me and i was looking on the left i was gonna fall into the rocks on the right was a bit of a drop and i was like oh here we go this is shit yeah but i got over the hill and um still made the finish line but um and yeah, what did you say so you got second yeah i got second yeah fuck that's cool yeah so it was pretty cool it was um is that for, it would just feel the same right like a second you yeah, just you pump like you're as yeah, you know yeah, what i mean for sure it's just like any other race i'm like a mad trophy hunter now i really like getting trophies <laughs> 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 once upon a time you know the trophies like ah oh, they're yeah, dust whatever. collectors but now they're hard to get you know so, yeah. so if there's a chance to get one i'm after it so fuck, that's so cool yeah, so it's, it's pretty funny it's like spun back around but um yes yeah, so anyway um that was that was really cool got home and then we built my own bike and and then I so what, how's that set up? like what's the setup of it yeah so it, uh, it's it's a custom made seat uh it looks like a go-kart seat carbon fiber yeah, seat yeah um it's one of those uh um motors from europe what are they called paradox motors it's a bolt-on um two horsepower um little is it electric thing yeah electric, yeah, yeah. yeah and they got a battery on it and stuff like that so um and we've made it twist throttle uh, left hand side is twist shift gears um so it, it's a pretty unique thing um a few people are around the world are, are making them and stuff everyone's sort of doing their own thing with it yeah um, but i've got mine pretty dialed now and um yeah i raced crankworks in new zealand did you yeah in march just went yeah so just before covid kicked in really yeah so we raced there and um so i raced in the dual slalom and the downhill race which was cool and that downhill track's pretty cool that they yeah, got there right yeah, for that. It was awesome yeah yeah so. when i went to townley's we went and did um the luge there oh yeah, yeah. and um and yeah we were sort of going oh, you go over the yeah the air downhill track they call it yeah. or whatever yeah I think is that, that the one that's that the one did? i rode yeah yeah because yeah. that one is like you can kind of get away with like an enduro bike on yeah, that yeah so it's not like full gnarly sort of rocks yeah, and nah, shit nah, is nah. that is it are you able to get over pretty much like whatever um to be honest the motor lacks a little bit of power so if you're at the top of the hill and you're going down sweet you can get over everything with just roll speed and stuff but like up where i live um i've got a few tracks that i can ride but there's so a you bunch ride to, to want yeah, yeah 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 but there's a bunch of tracks that i want to ride but i i just know the bike won't get up the hill yeah yeah so um 
yeah, it's a fine line. Uh, you got to pick your tracks, but yeah, that track in New Zealand for sure, it's just got tabletops and there's nothing too crazy that you get stuck on. What's the hardest part about riding the the mountain bike stuff? Obviously, the hill mm, like going up. But, yeah, but like the in terms of turns, jumps, like setup like getting the suspension right you've got to make it stiff as because you get that big kick in the ass yeah stuff yeah so um it's, yeah i've got i've really got it worked out now so i'm pumped it's um i can jump doubles and and have fun with it now yeah i see it like you're legit ripping on the thing yeah so um i've got it pretty dialed now so. that dirt gets good in there too eh? so good yeah, Fuck, it's, it's pretty sick so good I got a mate. Um, who like what's the setup when you go ride? Like, do you go ride with people? Yeah, just with, yeah. So the mountain bike's good because it. I only need one guy. Yeah. So he, like, if I crash, he can pick me up. Yeah. Basically, I can get on the bike by myself. I like I really can. Um, even though when someone's there, they hold it and I'll get on. Mm. Um, so it's kind. It, it's a lot easier than riding a motocross bike for sure. Mm. Um, and it's just up the road and the, yeah, just the whole. You know, it is. It's easy. You don't have to wash them. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's super fun, but yeah. Yeah, I got a mate. Um who he rides to one he fucking shreds like yeah, he's right. gnarly and um but yeah you guys should try and link up for yeah, a ride eh? awesome. like if you ever need people to ride with because yeah. yeah he fucking does bulk laps around, yeah, around that place yeah that'd be cool but yeah I, I wondered like what it'd be like with yeah jumps and because it's hard when you're you're kind of sitting over the rear shock essentially yeah. so it's like that's not ideal you know yeah yeah it's yeah yeah true but it's um obviously you're making it work yeah yeah so there's like your own technique you've kind of got to like figure out with it yeah it 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 actually it just feels like you're sitting on on a bike normally and and getting into it um but having this like the suspension right yeah uh really that is the key to it 100 percent the key to having a go at it like yeah the speed i'm going down it to want now on that turn 10 track yeah it's pretty quick like yeah no an, an able-bodied guy watching it yeah, yeah. an able-bodied guy will, yeah str- will struggle to keep up for sure it's That's um gnarly dude yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty you would cool. yeah you wouldn't you if wouldn't i crash it's gonna be big have yeah. you had any big ones i've crashed three times in 12 months and i crashed only the other day but i just tucked the front out of a turn but yeah, touch wood, none, none out the front. Oh. <laughs> Which I'm, oh, that's the only thing that really scares me. I'm thinking, fuck, if I jump these doubles and I can't short. I'm just going to tuck and uh, hope tuck for and, the best. Tuck and roll. Yeah. But have you had any on the on the moto either? Yeah, a few. At Coolum. Um, just, I run a recluse clutch and it still stalled on me. So, oh, uh, okay. yeah, it was just one of those things. Um, I was just on the gas, hit the brakes really hard and it cut out, which was kind of weird. Um because they're not meant to do that but it did just went down but yeah no, had big ones no nah, nothing nothing big are yeah. you getting to like hook in though like do you feel like you are because like you're going fast like i feel like you'd probably beat me around cool yeah, right yeah. now like so you are going fast but compared to obviously able-bodied mccoy you're going nah, slow yeah i'm going slow compared to like what i could used to ride obviously but um but, you it, but it's still like it's still at a good in. speed yeah like i guess the thing is when we built the bike, I was thinking, oh, you know, how much fun is this going to be? I used to ride at this level, yeah. and I'm only going to be cruising around. And I thought it's not going to be that good, but it's actually heaps better than I thought. Really? Like, yeah. So it's because it's a, I guess it's a challenge in a different way because your feet are stuck on, you're stuck to the bike, so everything becomes different. You know, your feeling, you know, you know your grip. You just there's different things that you're thinking about now. Mm. Um, setting up, you're coming onto someone, you're really setting them up. Uh, you know you're not just attacking them and 
Run, yeah, you got to plan your yeah, passes. Yeah, you, you, you got to be smart, like a bit. Yeah, it's just different, different game, really. But it's um, like as cool in a way. It, yeah, it is. It's um, yeah, it, it honestly is more fun than I thought. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm actually really pumped that it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I thought ah, oh. the first time I rode was at Kenilworth, and um, that was with my old race bike, and I rode out onto the track, and I'm just sitting on the seat, and I thought. I jumped like a little jump. I thought, shit, this is actually all right. It's a bit of a BMX track up there. Mm. So it's pretty smooth, tabletops. And um, I thought, you know what, this is... I could see the potential yeah. of getting the setup right. Yeah. How much more fun it could be. And then, um, you know, I progressed with it. And then I got electric staff bike and through Yamaha. And, and then... Um, I oh, so Yami's helping you out? Yeah, they helped me out a little bit. Yeah, it was That's cool. That's sick. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, I was pumped with that. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. Um, then... I thought, well, I can't ride MA tracks because I don't have a license. Fuck so, MA. <laughs> so I was like, how am, how am I going to make that work? You know, I couldn't just turn up because I'm on the suspended list, obviously, because I got an injury. So it's shit like that. So, but in saying that, yeah, <laughs> in saying that, <laughs> fucking they, one of the best pros Australia's ever yeah, fucking had. Jesus but Christ! I, I kind of get it for the insurance side of it, but in saying that, they were awesome. They, mm. they, they, uh, a mate of mine from Sydney, he he started the process and like sort of had a dig at him like can we make this happen and and um yeah it, it took 12 months or oh like, so it's good now though yeah so oh it, sweet i was yeah. like fuck what are we doing yeah, yeah. so it, it took it took a long time to um to get the the license happening and but but they they got it over the line and then i had like a trial period uh four rides at ma tracks on a practice day yeah um i had to like progress sort of what happened was there anything that was a massive challenge whatever and I have to have a follow rider behind me. Yeah. Um, so I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do the whole process, whatever it takes. Let, let's do it for that's other cool. for other people too. Down yeah, the I was going to say, like, that's kind of cool yeah. that you can be the dude that's yeah. out there, kind of on the front line yeah. of that. Yeah. So I was I was pumped with that. I was like, sweet. And then I just got those four trial periods done before day in the dirt, and I said, hey, I've done it. Give me my license. I want to race. So. And they were super cool with it. That's so cool, man. I was I was super pumped, like that they were, yeah, they were supportive of it, like because they could have easily just went, nah, too hard basket. Yeah. Which initially they probably thought that. But, yeah. Um, but we we worked at it. That's yeah. good then. So now I can go to MA track practice days. I could actually line up for a club day if I wanted. Yeah. Right. So you know what I'm sort of half campaigning for is a thirty plus class. Oh yeah. At Sunny States. Yeah. Nice. How old are you? 36 yeah so yeah. you could do vets yeah now but like i want i wouldn't mind doing some racing again yeah like the only race i do is like day in the dirt or the transmotos yeah that's kind of yep. my it. racing done i'd love to race sunny states yeah but like i don't want to ride fucking a grade 450 yeah and i'm only 32 yep. so i can't ride vets yeah but it's like i don't want to be out with fucking kids that think yeah. that they can still be fast yeah, still be fast i want to be in the class where like we all have beer uh, you know what i mean like yeah. more of a day in the dirt vibe yeah and in the states they do 30 plus yep. is like so you got your 30 plus class 35 40 yeah it's like we should definitely be doing that here because there's so many dudes that i know that would go and race if there was like a 30 plus yeah fuck around class yeah. and because by the time you're 35 you kind of got kids and like they're probably racing and you know what I mean? It's just yeah. not the same. I feel like that 30 to 35, like that's your last 
bachelor years yeah, yeah. for most dudes where they can mm. actually race. Yeah. So I'm sort of half campaigning for that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Would you line up for a, a like a vet yeah. or something that cool, yeah. you reckon? For sure. Yeah. I'd like to do a club day. I really would. Yeah. Um, it, it's just getting someone to follow me. Um, I'll come follow you. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I'd cool. follow, that'd be yeah. sick. I'd come do it sick. for sure. I'm always looking for someone to. You'd smoke me, but yeah. <laughs> well, that well, that's the that's the hard like, part. That'd be the problem because I probably can't it, keep it, up. It, with it is a little bit like I'm not that fast, but I'm fast enough for someone to like have to ride a little bit. Yeah, decent to. So if I do crash there, let me like, know. Yeah, if you do, because I I would. Yeah, like, let's do I don't know. It. I I don't know that I keep up with you because yeah. I don't I didn't I don't remember. Like we were pretty much when that team race. Yep. You were always on the line when I was on the line. On the line like yeah. so, but th- I then, kept passing Sammy. I kept. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I must have been. Was I even Sam's part? I can't oh, remember you went who in, yeah. I was with. Yeah. But yeah, like I know you were on the track when Sammy was on the yeah, track, yeah. and you were passing Sam. Yeah. So like I wouldn't even know if I could be able to keep up with you. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty sick to. Yeah. Like, yeah it was you, funny because I see I was I was in the pit part and yeah. I, I seen sam go and then i see my guy coming i'm like i'm gonna get him because i was looking for guys that i knew you know yeah. i was like this is fun and i seen him i thought oh i'm going so i had i had my own wristband and my other rider had his oh, yeah. so i was kind of cheating a little bit so, yeah so as he would come through and finish i was going so i was hunting him down and then i think it was the last couple of laps of that race i seen him and i went around him and i hey. that's so good <laughs> so it was pretty cool yeah I actually i i just think we were on that different thing so like you yeah. were on the track when i was rest because i was yeah. always i'd always see you like there but yeah. yeah i don't remember being out there but yeah. but yeah i'd be fucking pumped to come yeah, through that but i haven't rode cool i in i haven't rode cool since i was like a would have been like clubman lights or something yeah, like okay. way back before i even wow. went to america I haven't yeah. done like a practice day or anything there yeah you need to do that is it still good yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm vice president there. Oh yeah. Yeah. How many um how many practices and stuff are they doing there? Oh, it so it fires back up July fifth. Okay. So um Is that a practice day? Yep. And then it's just gonna be yeah, we're trying to still figure out that calendar, I guess. But um yeah, it's it's every Sunday this practice. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I might have to just come up and do it. How yeah. do they run it? Like what's um, the do you get a decent ride? Yeah, you get yeah, it's also it's obviously classes, but um yeah. I think there's only usually four or five classes or whatever. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you, you'll get enough riding. Like usually, they're packing up at one o'clock, um, so you get there early, and you'll still get four rides in. Yeah, of probably twenty minutes or so. Yeah, so it'll be enough for you at cool. Yeah, you'll, you'll be flogged. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, like, I'm actually super fit from jujitsu. Yeah, sweet. Like, it's that's been one of the big things that's kept me riding. Yeah, and, and got me wanting to ride is I can go and actually ride. It's Good. the first time in my life I've ever really been yeah. fit. Like, it's funny, oh, you, you just get older and you just learn shit, but you, yeah. you, when you're young and you think you're training and you think you're riding, yeah. you, you're not doing shit. <laughs> and then you sort of learn, like, the jiu-jitsu stuff. Like, you kind of don't get a choice. You have to go as hard as you're getting yeah. pushed or you'd curl up in a ball. Yeah. And then people are like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, so like, you've literally got to fight back. Yeah. And, uh, and then through that, I'm like, oh, I never trained. Like I yeah. actually, I went to the gym and I like <laughs> thought, you, thought you were doing something. Yeah, and then you're like you're doing your moto, and then the other thing too is like technique stuff. Yeah. Like I've been doing heaps of technique stuff. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, like you're actually you you obviously need to be fit, but when your technique's better, right, your energy yeah. you're just For saving sure. your energy yeah. so much more. So it's like 
yeah I've, I've got it's funny you know like 30 and i'm like finally got a few pieces of puzzle i'm like <laughs> Figuring I, like, it I out. like writing now yeah. i fucking spent my whole life yeah. struggling through this shit that's it no that's awesome cool. but yeah i'd be i'd be stoked to get out there yeah and, and yeah if you ever need yeah, someone we, to we'll, do it we need to just do a practice day get you on there that'd be fun and then um get the boys up and well i, I wish we could have got to ride at that grass track yeah because that that's just awesome oh you just fucking love that joint yeah. eh? like it's so easy riding like there's yeah. just no there's nothing on it that's it's kind of like a thumping that yeah, style sweet. thing you know it's got like that cool long straight and all the yeah. turns are pretty fun and cool. just like yeah you'd have a fucking full-on send, <laughs> send fest out there I reckon. Unreal. that'd be there'd be tracks too i reckon where you could pretty much go like like you'd be able to go real fast like yeah, a, right. a track like that because i just don't think that there'd be that much shit where you'd kind of have to like because essentially your seat mounts and everything yeah, yeah. and it's not like yeah, I've seen, seen a couple little tabletops out the corners and stuff yeah which you kind of the stuff that you the jumps that are there your seat mounts anyway yeah, right. so like it's literally it's <laughs> perfect. perfect you know what I mean but there'd be like there's one kind of roller that I wouldn't want to sit down over yeah, right. like if I was actually trying to go fast yeah. but yeah I feel like you'd be fucking cool. pumped on it um, yeah. what's it been like having the, the kids running around too I'm sure that keeps yeah. you pretty, oh, pretty yeah. young and yeah, non-stop Active. action. Yeah, for sure. It's um, Riker. He's um, oh, he's nearly three, I guess, in August. But yeah, he's at that good age. He's keen as to just to get into anything. So yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Far out. It's it's full on. And then we've just got a four-week-old. Yeah. Is is he yeah. that fresh? Is a girl no, no, that, or boy? No, that's that's girl. yeah. That's yeah. the second child. Yeah. So She's a girl. Fresh. Yeah. 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 Four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. I thought she was a bit older than that. No, nah, no. Nah. So that's you're just in yeah. full yeah full dad setup yeah so um oh, it's awesome Fuck, yeah it's, you know it's just what what you dream to have i guess when when you get to a stage in life and uh, with the accident it's um it's something that the doctors say oh good luck you know you probably yeah. probably won't be able to do it naturally or um even do it at all so to be able to tick that off the the list is awesome it's um it sort of sucks to say and think about but whenever you see a dude with a chick and then you go through that injury, yeah. you, your first thoughts are like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. probably not going to, it's probably yeah. not going to happen, you know, yeah, but yeah. like, that's been one of maybe the coolest things with you and Amy is yeah. like, just fucking seem like it only yeah. made shit better for you guys, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, um, I don't know. We, we were solid. We've been solid forever. Like it's been no dramas, um, uh, you know, to think that having an injury and and then someone your, your partner not be with you because of that that's that's you know it happens but yeah it happens you know it's fuck you probably went with the right chick to start with so yeah um i knew what she was like i i, I yeah there's people that had their doubts about yeah. that but um we're solid yeah and and kids were always something that we would sort of talk about uh in the future and shit like that so um oh yeah we're like we're i'm in it my, my life is awesome like i'm, I'm yeah you know considering um the position that i'm in like far out you look at the, the family that I've, I've got and where i live and the things that are, are positive in my life can't complain really. yeah you're still a winner yeah <laughs> big time yeah have you got um have you got any goals of races and stuff that you you want to do now like with the mountain bike and moto stuff um, is it starting to like open up you're like okay, yeah, I could l- probably do this I could probably yeah. like you're getting a bit more info on like what's actually you're capable yeah. of well the day in the dirt thing was 
something that I thought would have been. Well, I raced Day in the Dirt in America a bunch of times over the years. Did you? Yeah. So um, like oh six, oh seven, whatever it was, and um, I th- I knew what the race was about. So and then obviously that was the second one that we had in Australia. And I thought if there's a race that I could be part of, riding the bike that I'm riding with the frame and yeah, all that, it's got to be Day in the Dirt. Like that just makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's what I had in mind. I thought that's a goal um let's let's get that done and then since that i i, I yeah i like those races you know that, yeah as you know it's just fun and everyone's cruising and um yeah it's i, I want to yeah if there's more races like that for sure sign me up what about international stuff like have you got um is there is there like i'd love to do world that championship or anything like that nah, i don't think so but I, you know i want to do the x game snow bike but trying to make that happen oh. god that's just yeah that would be crazy to make that happen just, just the cost of it all to get a bike yeah um far out of, yeah so ne- never say never but i know um i know will posey yeah yeah do you know will yeah I'd, we've messaged each other a few yeah, times okay. yeah okay so he used to work with um with oh, us right. in america yeah, yeah right. so he still works with wes and all those yeah. boys but yeah so he did the the yeah, adaptive thing for yeah. um for x games yeah so yeah i so i suppose it's like probably a pretty cool community of guys that still ride that have those kind of injuries right yeah for sure it's um yeah you, obviously the population in america there's more guys in this situation mm. um that, that are going to ride bikes and do that sort of stuff in australia it's a little bit tricky yeah um but yeah it's it's just yeah i'd love to be part of that race far out that snow bike i watch it and I'm like, man that's me i've got to get there but it's just the expense of it you know yeah. It's, um yeah i need some sponsors yeah <laughs> i feel like over time man with like the you doing a bit more stuff and because like fuck it'd be be pretty hard to bet against you in a race like that you know like I, you'd have to kind of think that you've got a pretty good you'd have to think you've got a pretty good chance of winning any adaptive race you do yeah you prove that with the mountain bike stuff yeah, as yeah. well yeah yeah i was um i was hoping to beat doug at that us open to try and how cool is that? Like <laughs> <Fox and Doug laughs> Opened some eyes a little bit, you know, and uh, everything was kind of it was going it's going the right way to make that happen, but you know, shit happens as we know. Yeah, it's, that's racing, but um, yeah, it'd be nice to to be able to be part of things like that. Like when the New Zealand, when I heard that Crankworks have an adaptive class, I'm like, man, that's just not far. Let's do it. Yeah. So, and then the U.S. Open again this year, I would have liked to have gone back to that, but um, yeah, it's just not happening, I suppose. But yeah. Anything that comes about um, to do with motocross, mountain bikes, whatever, I want to do it. Yeah. Snow bikes. You kind of, you definitely are a pioneer in Australia in in that sense of, you know, like being the first one to go through that process. Because like you got like Harley Quinlan, mm. um, he has never rode again. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure if he's never rode again, but obviously never raced yeah, again. Yeah you got Blake Colleton. Yeah. Like, there's a, there is guys that, you know, have sort of, were fucking great motocross yeah, riders. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess, I obviously, the obstacles to sort of do it. But, yeah. I don't know, you might, you might be kind of responsible for yeah, leading the way with I, a couple of that. Yeah, I hope so. I, I'd like to think if those guys were keen, they'd hit me up. I'd mm. let them ride my bike. Like, get on it, have a go, you know. Yeah. It might be something that they want to eventually do as well uh, luke bond he was um yeah bondy yeah he he had a bike set up at some point um i don't know how much he done um but yeah i don't know it's just i don't know maybe they just don't 
want the risk maybe I'm not sure but yeah. um, in, in talking about Blake um, his mum contacted me just not that long ago yeah right and I forgot to message back he just reminded me <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it was about it was about the, the motocross setup because he so, ripped man yeah so yeah he was good I yeah. see, I've seen him um, at some rehab here and there so yeah I've caught up with him a little bit but um, he got jacked so did Harley yeah Harley got fucking jacked yeah, he was yeah. like real into um, the like wasn't he gonna go to like Commonwealth Games and shit hand cycling yeah yeah I'm pretty sure yeah. like he was a beast eh? he was he was a beast when he rode yeah. too like one of those real gnarly like yeah. fit sort of yeah, he was having a good go for sure it's um yeah I, yeah I'd love to help other adaptive guys that are keen mm. mountain bike I was gonna say cross. the mountain bike thing seems yeah, like everyone should kind of do it's, that um eh? Yeah, a lot of the guys with the adaptive mountain bike stuff are going to those three wheelers. They're called a bowhead. Uh, yeah, one wheel at the back, two yeah. at the front. Yeah, but person, I rode one in in the car park in New Zealand. And it's just not I'm, I'm a motocross guy, so it's just not really. It's not like it for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I want two wheels. I want to jump. Like they're jumping, I suppose, but it's just awkward. It didn't feel right for me. I don't think. I just hope that a lot of people are going that way because it's easy. Because yeah. they, they can, do, when I say easy, they can you do, do it, it themselves. Yeah. yeah, and they can go up the mountain down, and they can do it all. They can manage it. I get that, um, but the fun factor, not yeah, there. Two wheels is is where it's at. Have you um, have you done like when you do the uh, Tawantan? Do you ride up the hill? Yeah, yeah. Or so you I'd, shuddle? Yeah, no, I go up on the on the road. Yeah, yeah. it's got that road there. Yeah. So oh, so it's got enough juice yeah, to yeah, get up there. Yeah. How it's many just, runs can you do? Um. I got I got caught out the other day, eh? Far out. Oh yeah, did you that, you put that on Instagram? Like you almost fucking yeah, ran out. I um no, I did. So we went, we rode a bunch of trails, and it's usually about I can do an hour, basically an hour on the battery. Yeah, that's all it gets. So it it's not, just not enough. A bit more would be good, um, but we went on a bunch of different tracks, and uh, and I got told the day before by this mountain bike guy, oh, if you go up there, turn right at the yellow pole drops down this this hill it's a single trail join back up to turn 10 you'll be sweet and i'm like fuck yeah that's what i want another track so so um i get my buddy and i'm like let's get up there we'll go and and like i'm circling around before i drop down i'm like i don't know if this is good i just didn't feel right (laughs) so i was like "Ah, stop being a pussy so i went and i started cruising and all of a sudden i'm at the top of this massive hill and i'm looking down i'm like holy shit that's gonna be breaks all the way down yeah so i'm like i went oh i gotta go so because there was nowhere to no trees to grab so I'm like both brakes skidding down this hill, get to the bottom. And was like, it just like a fire road sort of thing? Yeah, like these guys had made it. It's not actually a, a numbered track. Like yeah, it's okay. just a trail that some yeah, kids have yeah, made. Yeah. So um get to the bottom and we cruise around this left hander and I look up and there's this hill. And I'm like Fuck uh, I'm not get, I'm not getting up it. No. And I and I'm like sort of balancing, I'm like, if I commit and it runs out of power, which it was gonna, I'll I can't fall to the left because it was like a a real steep edge and then on the right was a massive drop and I thought if I get halfway up there it cuts out if I hit that wall I'm going to fall that way anyway because there's nothing yeah. to grab so all this is going through my head all within a couple of seconds and I, and I just went crash crash it into the grass and my mate catches up and I'm like and I've just come down this massive hill and we're about to K in oh. and, I, and I said to him what are we going to do and he's like get the fucking chopper <laughs> yeah pretty much and I was like well, you know, like I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> and I said, I said, I've got no choice. Yeah, mate, you be right. Fuck it. Just <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, never so to you that, know what dude. I had to do? I had to crawl out. I crawled single trail out of this bush oh. all the way up this hill. I'm climbing up this hill like because I can crawl a bit. So I'm crawling and I'm 
I'm like grabbing onto little tree roots and I'm sliding back down and because I can't dig my legs in to, to hold myself. So, um, oh man. Fucking torture. Oh, I learned a lesson hard. <laughs> and, then, and then we got to the top of the hill and then there was an opening and I said, go through there, there might be a house. So he goes through and he comes back with this guy that lives in this house and he's like, oh, you just keep going along this track, mate. You're not going to get through up here. So, um, oh yeah, far out. Learned my lesson hard. Probably part of the, like, it's probably half fun though. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it was, once it's done, yeah, yeah. I was laughing all yeah. like. So I get to the top, and then we're riding back down the road, and I'm looking at him, mate, and I'm going, "Can you believe what just happened?" And he's like, "Oh." And then I said, "Oh, let, let's just shoot back into ten, turn ten here, and finish it off back to the car." And I, I go in, and I get a little bit in, battery dies, it's flat, oh. and I'm like, "Oh no!" So he's pushed me back out, and then I've rolled back down the hill all the way to the car with no battery. So oh, just one thing after another, but. The uh, I I was riding. Um, I used to do Canubia and like Daisy Hill a lot. Oh yeah, like up in Logan. Yep. And um, that'd probably be some pretty fun mountain yeah, bike trails right. for you to hit. I'll yeah. go riding there with yeah. you one day Sweet. if we want to go because yeah. they're pretty mellow. Like yeah, okay. and there's a lot of fire roads where you can sort of get yep. like everything. You can kind of do fire road trail, fire road trail mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah. But I was riding at Canubia, and it's like just this big valley kind of setup, and um fuck bro it was the shittest dumbest thing i've ever <laughs> like it was just one just retarded my um brother-in-law was riding with us and he just bought a new bike and i was like in front of him and it's one of those there's no signs there's not like there's just fucking yeah, yeah. trails everywhere so every time we veered off the trail i stayed behind to like tell him where to go sort yeah. of thing Anyway, I'm like, stayed clipped in, grabbed a tree, like, yeah, yeah sweet, Brandon, good, fuck, sweet. <laughs> Pushed off to go. The fucking benching just collapsed. <laughs> my summer front where I was doing 0.01 fucking kilometer an hour. And then it was just one of those awkward, real slow, like, I had no, like, momentum to unclip. Yeah. So I've just fallen on the side, but my fucking knee hit, like, this jagged rock that was sticking out. I had no knee pads no on. Way. And I just shattered my fucking kneecap. And I, we were in the very bottom of this thing. Bullshit. And, uh, and the boys, um, Brendan, I was like, oh, just you ride ahead and get the boys and I'll start sort of trying to get my way out of here. And uh, we we're at the bottom. I, I saw I like fucking drag, like skull drag my bike through the, through the scrub to like get to the fire, uh, the fire road. Yeah. Got to the fire road. The fucking thing was like vertical, eh? Like just full rain nuts all down <laughs> it. And I'm like carrying my bike. I got on the other side of my bike and then I had to just like do one step up, drag my bike, one step up, drag my bike. My fucking knee, dude, like just blew out. Nice. It was so painful. Yeah, and I right. just... And I had to just like literally drag myself up this fucking... It took oh, yeah. hours, dude, and the boys were all just at the car like... Was, and it turns out, I just didn't know the network that good. If yeah. I just got on the bike and rode all the way down the hill, mm. I could have got out and they could have oh, just picked right. me up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've walked my way out yeah. and like... And then dude, it ended up being... It was actually one of the gnarlier... Not like that gnarly, but like I had crazy pain from it. Yeah. Because something... I don't know what the deal was, but like I got all this like real bad nerve pain in my calf. Yeah. So like I went went to the hospital and then they like they're pretty much like yeah you just they put the brace thing on your your leg yeah. to like keep it all together and mm. then I had my leg up for fucking like just yeah, days wow. without I couldn't really drop wow. it down but I got the most gnarly nerve pain yeah in my and they they're like 
I, I went to hospital for it. I was like, man, like it's fucking yeah. bad. Like it's real, real bad. I don't know what to do about it. None yeah. of endone didn't work. Not, mm-hmm. Like nothing worked on this fucking yeah. nerve pain. I, I live with nerve pain full time. Really? 24-7, yeah. That, that's probably... It, it is fucking torture, man. Yeah, yeah. It's um, right now my ass feels like some fire sitting here. Really? Yeah, it's it's part of the injury. It's I think different levels of injury, uh, spinal cord injury, get it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's nothing you can do for it's it. It burns, eh? Yeah, it's, it's like, like pins and needles burn. Um, you know, my feet feel like they're massive, swollen all the time. You're always like looking at them, going, "Oh, what's going on?" But yeah, it's just yeah, it's and you can take whatever you want yeah, for it. But you get used it. to it, yeah. and then you get stuck on it. Then you take a bit more. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Did you did you have like any problems with um, painkillers and shit like no, that? Or? I never. I never allowed like i've never you would have known enough about it yeah i just never let myself get involved i just went like there was this it's called lyrica um which when you research it it's it's pretty bad shit really and what's it Um, supposed to do uh it's supposed to help the pain the nerve pain Mm. um but in saying that you start so that it I guess it's I guess it's not meant to make you feel out of it, right? Mm. It's, it's a drug that's not going to make you feel out of it. So uh, you start at seventy five milligrams, and you can go all the way up to like two hundred and something. So initially, when you take it, you, you're like, oh, it feels a bit better. So you, you do it twice a day, and then that goes on for like three, four weeks, whatever. And then you're like, I think I need a bit more. So you go back, get get you know the next dosage up. All of a sudden, you're maxed out at. I think it's 2.20 or something, 2.20 in the morning, 2.20 at night. So you maxed out and then you get used to it and the pain's still there. So, but then you, I, I just never felt right with it. Yeah. I, was, I was on that for like two years. Um, I just never felt right. I never felt, uh, I don't know what the symptoms really were, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't sit well with me. Um, then Amy's like doing all the research and she's like, fuck with this, suicide, all this bullshit's coming up about really? being on Lyrica. And I'm like, well, it's okay. Like I don't, I'm not like that. But um, all these symptoms for different people, you know. And I'm like, got to get off it. So I just, I basically got off it from max dosage in two or three weeks. Fully got off it. Was there? And I went, did, did they recommend that you do it slowly, like you yeah, taper off it? And most people are going to hospital for four weeks to really? to, to get off it. So I go back to the doctor just for whatever check up, whatever. And he's like, oh, do you need more Lyrica? And I went, no, nah, I'm not on it anymore. And he's like. What do you mean not on it? And I'm like, I'm not taking it anymore. And he's like, how'd you get off it? And just stopped it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, that's not not really the right way to do it. People are going in the hospital to get off it. So it's one of my proud moments, to be honest, getting off that shit because of what comes up about it. You yeah. Know? So did um, you hear many like stories about it through like the community and other guys? No, nah, like or? I, yeah, no, nah, I didn't. I, I haven't really spoke to anybody else. Like there's all like not spinal cord people but other people that like are on it and is it different things yeah what other stuff would you take i think it's um i think it's for your head like if you're a bit of depression and stuff i I think they might use it for that as well yeah um pretty sure and is it a nerve blocker like is that or is it a painkiller oh i don't know i don't know what it's trying to do really it's um yeah the nerve pain is obviously your brain mental yeah it's going back it's going down to where the injury level is and backfiring basically. Oh. So and it's sending so messages. So it's like a signal, like ding, ding, yeah. Ding, so yeah. It's just backfiring. So yeah. it's um that, that's where you get that pain from. Um, it's just yeah. So yeah, I just have to get off that shit and um yeah, but I'm pumped about that I'm off that. 
Yeah. And like, I feel like that's a probably just a huge mental battle, right? It is. It is for sure because you just get used to it and then you just want more. And then what would happen uh, for someone maybe similar position I'm in, they might get all the way to max dosage and then they go to the doctor, oh, what else can I have? And then oh, so I'll give you something else. On top of it. Yeah. yeah. Before you know it, you're drug fucked. So that's just not the way life is, you know? So for me, um, but yeah, I think there's other things being active yeah. and flogging yourself in the gym or cycling or whatever. It's, it's better. It's better. Yeah. Cause man, that, yeah, that nerve pain, like that was, and I've heard friends that obviously that have spinal cord injuries and yeah. they, they'd say like nerve pains, like the constant yeah. thing. And I've never had to deal with it, Yeah, but it was something that, um, yeah, it was something just big that was like in the kneecap and yep. then it was just sending these fucking crazy shit yeah. through my calf and like and yeah you know Josh Wood yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember like I used to talk to Woody about nerve pain yeah, like right. he used to be because he used to do project walking yeah. in Oceanside and he was like dude just did the nerve pain like yeah. it's just gnarly fucking nerve pain yeah. and I was like oh yeah like I couldn't imagine it yeah because you got like a broken bone pain mm. you know you know that pain you know a torn muscle you know but I'd never experienced yeah. the nerve pain and like I could fuck i was struggling it's honestly it's been the battle for since the injury like it's so that's the main problem yeah it is it is the um you know like yeah your legs don't work you can work around it got a wheelchair you can you can you know get on with it um the nerve pain thing you just can't get away from it yeah there is never a time where it's gone really never never. like it's the only time that i've had i've woke up and for maybe two seconds it it then kicks in like it's it's never gone never wow um yeah it, and there's there's just nothing i've tried everything went to some backyard doctor in sydney and he had this machine that pumped air into it oxygen or some bullshit and he's sticking it in into my back pumping it he's like, oh this will work some russian guy backyard <laughs> job and i was because i was willing to do anything you know is just, it that bad yeah it's that bad so um but i think that i've learned that you just mentally you mm. know you, you get used to it um it's like anything i suppose I just yeah it's there it's not going away so just do other things to work around it have you um do you reckon that this whole process is like sharpened you mentally like you've really had to work through like obviously there'd be the demons that comes with not being able to walk and you'd yeah. have that you know I'm sure yeah you go through all the stuff of like oh I won't be able to run with my kids and yeah yeah all sure. you know all that sort of so like you've got to overcome that then you've got to overcome the pain then you got to overcome like it's not and it's not to say like obviously you can't compare anyone's situation but it's like you're a professional athlete yeah so it's like your whole life has been movement based yeah, yeah. so it's yeah again you can't compare it like it's obviously fucking sucks but there's some shit i feel like would be like if you're a video gamer like yeah. a professional <laughs> video gamer yeah and then you have a spinal cord injury mm. it's gonna fuck with your life yeah but you you know you in terms of your it. profession you yeah. sort of still playing your video yeah, game you know yeah, getcha. so it's like hey i feel like there's all these different stages and really like the only way that you can overcome them is with a mental kind of attitude shift right yeah yeah like i said to you like race of motorbikes you got to be mentally tough no matter what so that transition like going from racing to in a wheelchair that's just, i just shifted it mm. um but yeah it's the truth is nothing's easy nothing's mm-hmm. easy um in a wheelchair or not in a wheelchair but it's yeah it's i don't know i don't know where i, I get it from um 
don't know. I, don't, I, I believe maybe it's from the hard training over the years mm. to, to be a racer. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I did. I trained hard over the years and I feel like it's toughened me up enough to um, to just get on with this. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one. Every, yeah. Everyone's going to be different, I suppose. But Do you, Did you have like stages you went through though where you feel like you were sort of you get you like you're mentally like you know what i'm fucking i'm actually getting on top of this shit with this injury um yeah um i I, yeah i guess for the first few years like first couple of years Mm. you see that progress so you're like hey things are looking good um and then it it sort of stales out a bit so it's like like what like what how what's next yeah what's next so you just i don't know i've never lost hope there's no proof that it, like in that I've ever come across that someone with an injury like mine has got up and walked again. Like, yeah, I don't, everyone's different, but it's um, you know, people are claiming, but you don't. You where is the proof? You know what I mean? So mm. it's so it's, it is easy to lose hope, hundred percent. Like you could easily just go, oh well, this is it. But I I try to be adaptive with everything. Like um, a mate of mine who has um an orthotics placing up here in queensland he um he made me leg braces and i've worked out a way a technique to be able to to walk with like a granny walker yeah Um, so and it's probably not really what i should be able to do with my injury but it's yeah it's just trying to keep that that i don't know strong head and keep going forward i reckon it's it's the only way it's the only way and and like that comes from in like that's just a pure internal thing like yeah yeah i just i don't know i would really it's hard to answer i, I just yeah. I, this is the way i think yeah yeah i think um yeah mot- motocross 100 percent has hardened me to a point to be able to deal daily with this yeah because yeah. like you you look through your career and it's not you always were on factory teams well yeah. like not always but you're mostly on factory teams yeah. but it was never seemed like everything was just like laid out for you through your career mm-hmm. like you always seemed like you were the dude that like you worked for every single podium every mm. you know championship you're always in pretty much every championship that you're in yeah yeah it's definitely um yeah uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, definitely for sure. It's um, oh, well, I was on every factory team. I was gonna say, were yeah. you almost? Yeah. Were you pretty much yeah. on every factory yeah. team? Twice, basically. There's only I think one, <laughs> really? or, one or two teams that I wasn't on there twice. So, fuck, um, that's gnarly. Yeah, so I was I was on on and off rides and swapping teams, which wasn't always my decision to be switching teams and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was um, yeah, I don't know. I was always working hard to achieve the goals that I wanted. I, as a kid I wanted to be a racer like yeah you know watching the videos and stuff it's just what you want to do so you just work you know work hard for it and uh, you know I'm thankful now looking back that, that I did have the career that I had I come up short in I don't know how many championships yeah, you got I, second in like God, how I, many championships there was like one point one year three points the other six the other you know what I mean it's like and I mean, all against <laughs> like real good dudes. yeah so it was um I don't know maybe that's a you know, I've always, always kept coming back for more, and I, I kept wanting to get the win always. Um, so I think uh, it's just yeah, that, I feel like that. That's that's what I'm saying. Like that's the massive yeah. motocross part for my head to be dealing with what I am now. Yeah, because you don't you don't race for as many teams and for as long 
as you did and it seems like you were always competitive you were yeah. you were never not competitive in your racing career it seems yeah i was always like i guess from 2003 to when i my last season which was 15 um i was i was i was top five in championship for supercross mm. I, there might have been i think maybe one or two years oh actually it was one that i didn't race because i was hurt and there was another one that i finished like six or seventh in the championship um but i was always in that top five um yeah just just the way it was and motocross was somewhat similar what yeah. was your what was your favorite year of racing you reckon and what mm, it's it's a hard one like there's bits and pieces of each year that were so yeah. good you know um 2008 uh was good were you like, on hondas yeah I was, I was riding for honda that was yeah. woodstock eh? yeah which that was dope that was like a dope set oh that's yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that photo that's yeah. Picture, yeah yeah like in, in terms of in terms of team and uh the bike cdr of course like 2012 i done supercross only but um man that bike was unbelievable daca was awesome um just so professional and i was off the podium once uh that season so wow. yeah so that was like that's got that's definitely my best season um but in terms of pushing my career forward and starting to see potential of what i had would have been 2008 um where the supercross was was it sel is that what it's called sel yeah yeah so they had yeah. good tracks they brought those american track styles out and that's um, right had heaps of podiums and um you know went one-on-one -on -one with mcgrath and beat my childhood oh, hero. In like a, yeah, in at townsville yeah, yeah. Townsville, yeah so it was, yeah it was, was that the mudder yeah the mud one yeah. yeah and then um yeah so it was i guess um 2008 was kind of it's kind of like a year that i i liked enjoyed everything about 2008 was good um learned a lot and then i went to america 2009 got that ride over there with what my, team my, uh, moto concepts did you ride for Motor Concepts? Yeah, so that was their first year as a team, yeah. Really? Mm. What bikes was that? A 2009 Honda. Yeah, right. Yeah, which everyone knows, pile of shit. Yeah. But, but it was, um, which sucked because we had the option when I got there, the team was kind of considering riding 2008 bikes because it, cause they went fuel injection and stuff. Yeah. And I wish we had went that way because I definitely would have been been better. You would have been already comfortable on that yeah. on that 2008 bike. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's yeah, it's the way it went. I um, we got a 2012 CRF 450 yeah. chassis. Oh yeah. With a 98 CR 250 motor in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and that's like that. If you, you pretty much ask anyone, yeah, well, like yeah. that was Chad's favorite 450. Yeah, yeah. Townley's the 12, like, yeah. Fuck that thing. And then sick. the 13 model wasn't so good again. They changed know, it. The, yeah. The forks. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, which I rode for honda again oh for did a you? few races there so. yeah right but um yeah it's crazy how the bikes can just they can get it so yeah, good like because i yeah. wonder i wonder why like if you've got a bike that was as good as that 2012 yeah that honda and i mean yamaha would have had one cowie would have you know like they've all got those years where they're just yeah. so fucking especially the chassis stuff like yep. why change too much like how yeah. much how much head angle like I don't get it. I mean, someone would yeah. fucking get it more than me. Yeah. But it's like when you've got something that handles so good, yeah, why it. change? Yeah, it blows you away, really. It's Because um, that would be frustrating as a rider when you've got something good. Yeah, for sure. And then sure. you've got to change. Yeah. So 2008 was good. And then I went to America and rode that 09, which wasn't good. But then I had a contract to stay in Australia anyway with Honda, 
which probably wouldn't have been a good year because the bike was no good. Mm. So it's um, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? You just don't know where you're gonna like what's gonna happen. Yeah. Did you enjoy America apart from the bike? I did. I um, yeah, I, I yeah, I did. I enjoyed. It. I done. I ended up doing ten rounds of Supercross, um, which which was good. Um, there was nothing, nothing that I didn't like about it. Just it would have been nice to get there early and, yeah. and have more preparation. Yeah. To, to achieve better results, of course. But what was your best result? Fifteenth. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. So that was um, it was at San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. right. Was that yeah. at Oakland then, or was nah, it actually in San Fran? Yeah, San Fran. What yeah. stadium was that in? Oh shit, I don't even know. Man, I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. But I was running like eleventh and trying to make a pass on my teammate and something happened hit the back of him or show off the track and then I went back to 15th so who was your teammate then oh we had a freaking hell we had so many guys in that team we had um it was it was Tyler Bowers actually yeah right yeah, he, he's a good dude eh? yeah he is and then Cole Siebler yeah um there was a French guy Ben Ben Coisey yeah he didn't he wasn't around too long and then um Vince Rees he was 250 guy Jeff Alessi yeah right so, yeah was it was it just a cool like I guess for someone like yourself especially Supercross was always your thing like to go over and do that full series would have been yeah yeah that like I had a contract for the whole year but things didn't work out um yeah they were getting rid of riders left right and centre it was crazy um I was planned to be there and I basically got sacked, I suppose, if that's the way well, I look at it. that's... Oh, because that was like the financial crisis kind of year, right? Yeah, it was all going to shit. And it was the team's first year, um, you know, first team... First year of race, team, going yeah. racing, yeah. yeah. So, um, they... Um, I guess they had expectations for everyone and, you know, the riders, we, we just weren't there, you know. Look at it now. they got Brayton and, and that. The guys are, are killing it. So, that team... It's grown a lot, mm. and um, they got Tony Alessi running it. So it's um, back then that there wasn't so much of a team. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How yeah. much? Um, do you still follow the racing? Pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. serious. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of it all these days? Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hardcore fan. Yeah. Still, yeah. How can you not? Yeah. It's um. Ah, oh, yeah. It's so good watching the Lawrence brothers far out. <laughs> That's just put a whole new light on, on Supercross for us again, hasn't it? It's, yeah. Because um, you would have seen Jet growing up and Hunter growing up. Yeah, I remember. It wasn't... Well, I moved to moved up to Coolum like... Um, what year was it? It must have been 2016. And I'm sure I remember Jet um, on the start line on a little KTM 65. Really? That, so that that's only like four years ago. Nah, it, it would have been... You You must have seen him at a different race. Because right. like, yeah, he used to be there all the time. Like he yeah. used to do big crazy at Coolum on a 65. Because okay. I, 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 I rode there in 15 and Hunter was still a junior. Mm. So I went there for a practice day. And um, I remember looking over going, shit, this kid's going quick. And I was on the track at that time. So um, I could see where he was going. <laughs> you're like fuck all this <laughs> yeah I'm on 450 he was on 250 oh. so I was looking over going wow this kid's on it so um, yeah it's, it's pretty good. special what they're doing it is it is 16 years old Jet and like come on that's what's crazy like I was talking to Townley the other day because his kid Levi's like yeah I, I see little things of, of Townley's kid yeah that's he cool he rips did you see him at Coolum for the Nationals yep. on the 65 yep. like he just fucking yep. waxed everybody yep. and like I said I think he's 10 and like I said to BT the other day, I was like, you got six years, man. 
Levi's 16 in six years and he was just he called me after the podcast and he was like fuck bro you just really made me (laughs) shit myself eh?" he's like I can't picture my kid there at at 16 he's like that is gnarly like I need to figure some shit out yeah for sure because the thing is too is that now that Jet's done so good with that everyone's gonna be like okay yeah. who's the next 16 year old kid yeah. like this work they gave him a full supercross you know camp essentially because sure. like obviously i'm like ruining my fighting and it's like that's what you hear is like they do a camp which yeah. is kind of like your pre-season boot camp sort of deal and they were like he was pretty much the fastest dude at glyco and uh, with all you know they got craig yeah. they got hunter they got um shimoda like yeah. they've got good dudes in that you know jeremy martin and Jet's just waxing them and you're just like what do you do like how do you hold a kid back you know yeah well yeah it's just like Chad wasn't it like when he yeah. went from junior to Australian Supercross I think he he went to Adelaide was his first race and he got third on the 125 and fourth on 250 I, I remember it like were you there nah I was only a kid but I remember watching the videos yeah so I'm pretty sure that was his results and he was 16 he just turned 16 so how much older is Chad than you? Uh, what what is Chad? 30, uh, he's thirty eight, isn't he? Yeah, so I'm not two, sure. Two years or three years? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so he would have been like just yeah, that. like going through juniors. Like we would go to the races and would spot out the fifty nine on the RM eighty and stuff. And yeah, right. Dad would go get up the fence, watch this guy. He's good. So <laughs> how oh, funny yeah, is he's that? pretty good. <laughs> Do you remember like how fast he was going as a, oh, as a yeah. junior? He was always. Was, I've never seen any footage or yep. anything like I wonder if there's much of it out there yeah there was a girl that used to race from Newcastle and she, I think she used to keep him a little bit honest at, really at some races yeah I knew that'd be what do you remember her name oh, I can't remember her name but yeah was it a blonde haired chick yeah I can't remember but she was fast crazy yeah I can't so, imagine a chick being as yeah, fast she was, as she's, she's probably one of the best girls I've ever seen ride yeah no way back then too yeah Chad would know who she is for sure dude I need to ask him that yeah yeah. fuck that's a trip to even think of who was like who was your favourite Aussie rider when you were kind of or like who did you respect the most as like a as a competitor to race against or to race against um I I think Jay Jay Marmont I think um we like Jay was always older than me as a junior so um in terms of respect so he was always that age group older, so I'd watch him at all the races. Yeah. And, and, and so you sort of, I'd be learning off him a lot at, as a junior, because um, I. And then Ryan was basically racing me all the time. Oh yeah. So um. And Jay was always that step in front of me, so even when like we went pro and whatever, um, so when I eventually started racing him, I knew what he was about. And, yeah. Um, I knew they'd be hard to beat, which he proved that, and uh, we had some good races. Um, Supercross, especially 2012. Um, but yeah, he he was definitely. You knew what you were up against with Jay. Yeah, he's tough. So he was just a bulldog. Mm. Yeah, for but sure. he used to. And you you know you watch him in motocross and like, didn't matter how rough the track got, mm. didn't matter how fast you know someone was going in front of him. Like he was just a fucking yeah. dog with a bone, eh? Like sure. all the time. And Always. you'd watch him because I remember he used to struggle with the arm pump real bad. Yeah. Like he constantly would talk about how much arm pump he got. Yeah. And I was like, bro, that's <laughs> look at the fucking way you ride it. Like you just yeah. no absolutely yeah. taking no prisoners. Like it was yeah. pretty much just like 
do whatever it takes to get to the checkered flag first. Yeah. Like there was not a lot of finesse going on. Obviously, he was a fucking amazing rider. Yeah. There was not a lot of, you know, finesse or you know, he's not looking yeah. like Porcel out there. Yeah, he yeah. was just straight, just like kill, just kill, 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 kill. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, for sure. Why? Why do you like? Did you gravitate so much towards Supercross? Like, did you just do heaps of jump stuff um, when you were a kid, or? Well, well, I rode a lot of BMX. Like, yeah, so right. as a kid, my parents weren't together, so I lived with mum, and uh, we used to just, you know, a bunch of buddies um, that I grew up with. We would just, you know, they'd build jumps and we would go ride BMX bikes all during the week. We never, I never rode during the week. Uh, I'd go to dad's on the weekend and would be off to a you know, club day or, or just a bit of riding, whatever. So the the jumping side of it. Um, I used to watch the videos of terra yeah. firmers and stuff and then couldn't ride a motocross bike so I get on the push and feel like I'm trying to replicate that on a push bike yeah. so I think that just the jumping part was my BMX days um, which I think is super important you can learn a lot from a BMX bike yeah. jumping and, and taking it over to motocross yeah. it, it definitely helps with supercross um, but uh, yeah I think I think that's I just had fun doing it I've never had heaps dad never put pressure on me like it was just he always seemed real mellow yeah eh? just mellow as first or last oh, you got another race coming up worry about that so it was never it was just me having fun and jumping was fun so yeah I think I really think that's the BMX days are the are the thing that made that yeah made Supercross you work. hear that so much like uh, McGrath obviously BMX background mm. Cole Seeley rides a lot of BMX yeah yeah. Here are so even, many. even the Mossy Boys, they rode a bit of BMX. Oh, did they? Yeah, I remember, I think I was like 16 one Christmas, 17 or something. We went down the coast and there were these two kids riding BMX. And I was like, hey, like, I knew who they were and they were the younger kids coming through. And So that was cool. I remember them. They were, they were, they were good. Yeah. Dude, they were so, gnarly juniors, aren't Yeah, they? so they were good on BMX. But it, it works. 100% it works. So your young fella rides heaps of BMX, eh? Yeah, he's or like stride. He's got a strider or well, whatever. Well, he's, right? he's pedaling now. He's got no trainer. Oh, so sick. yeah, he's got good balance. He's going good. Um, yeah, proud dad moment that was for sure. Got the train wheels off and Fuck three. Well, pretty, yeah, he's pretty two, young. Two and a half, I think he was with training wheels off. Yeah, so he's yeah he's going all right. Is he going to be a little? I don't know. It's one of those things. You know what I mean? It's I I want him to ride and I want to teach him and I want him to enjoy it and have fun. But the racing side, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I just don't think I don't know it's gonna be you know the situation of I'm not gonna take him racing so he's gonna wanna do it yeah that's what's gonna happen I can see it already yeah Um, I was only talking to my mum the other night about it I'm like what am I gonna do he's asking for a black bike um, (laughs) cause he looks at my bike of course and um, so he wants a bike and I'm just like I don't know what to do here but how how can you say no I was gonna say how can you say no it's especially like man he's gonna know what you did at some point yeah as well and, and i'm coaching kids and he's coming with me and he's sitting on the quad and i'm coaching the kids and he, he wants to, he's already watching them and so what do you do has he got a bit of like you could i mean if fuck if he's two and a half and he's got no training wheels on and he's kind mm. of ripping around like it's probably gonna be pretty hard to keep him off and he's probably yeah. gonna rip yeah it's it's gonna be hard yeah and the bloodline that he's got from my side of the family plus the pinfalls plus Amy's side it's yeah I don't know yeah what do you do I was gonna, I was gonna say what do you do eh? like, just let it be but so. I mean fuck how many people get through a lifetime of riding without something that 
like what happened to you yeah for sure it's um yeah yeah that's it it's not i'm not so i'm not worried about that really like the situation i just i don't want to see my kid breaking bones mm. like, i don't want to see that um it but i love i just love this love the sport you know I've, yeah i've been crazy about it still am so i want my kid to experience that have those feelings that i had um you know riding racing i don't know so we'll see we'll see with um how much coaching stuff you've been doing i do a fair bit i do a lot of private stuff yeah um at coolum when, when we're open and running i do sunday afternoons after practice days yeah so i do a bunch yeah it, yeah it's pretty full on so. you enjoy that yeah i really like it yeah really like it it's um i don't do massive groups i, I do the smaller groups and, and i like the kids yeah i like to pick the kids that i, I want to help um easy to be money hungry and just grabbing big groups and, mm. and cashing in on it anyone can do that but i don't know I'll, i try to pick out the kids that really want to do it yeah it just it's enjoyable then um it's, it's not enjoyable when the mini dads turn up and their kid wants it and you're like dude like the dad needs to chill down a bit so yeah it, it's that's not fun have you had to have any of them conversations not really i just see it and then just try to avoid it a little bit but um yeah it's um it's it's super enjoyable when you got a kid that listens and then he's trying it and you see the progress so i still coach a bunch of kids in sydney through videos and stuff yeah right so um they'll send videos and then i'll break it down and, and help them that way yeah and we're getting good results with them so yeah they're getting good the um the coaching stuff when i went to townley's to do that thing he just just gave me a little a few little things here and there yeah. and it, it wasn't a lot yeah to where it wasn't even really techniques sort of stuff is i was like oh, i feel like you kind of need to do this and this and it was real vague yeah and it's one of the things like it's it's crazy man like the i'm having like some real full circle sort of moments just as i think i don't know whether it's just growing up or whatever and actually being fit and stuff but it's yeah. like now my headspace around riding and stuff from jiu-jitsu is so different because like in with the jiu-jitsu stuff like man the first two years i was doing it, i'm just like fucking hardcore <laughs> about just technique like yeah. i wanted to just learn like yeah. so many details and so many intricacies and because i really like that shit mm-hmm. and when i was in the u.s i played a lot of golf and yeah. it was the same thing just details and yeah. like technique just constant and i always thought in my head that that didn't really apply in motocross yeah i was like there's a few techniques there's some basic sort of stuff that you got to do yeah and then it's up to you to just have fucking balls to swing off it yeah and and essentially just send it and it's like now that i did that stuff with ben and then the jiu-jitsu stuff i'm like man the tech the technical side of it like once you really understand like i can do so much more in jiu-jitsu now with like this knowledge of technique and like really understanding really breaking stuff down and i was like the more i focused on that i just saw so much improvement Mm. and then with the stuff when i was with ben he was like just little concepts like when you're accelerating like as you're on the throttle on move your head forward like Mm -hmm. over the bars and then it's like that'll just it just syncs every everything up you're in like a rhythm and a a sync with the bike and then the other day we were talking about like weighting the outside foot peg and i've always just pushed down on it 
and then it's like that's not how it works you've got to kind of push back and down and it's just like these little things and i mean i'm even i'm definitely writing way better like better than i ever have in my life but still not i feel like i haven't even scratched the surface of it and now when i go ride i'm riding for sure faster than i ever have yeah and i don't feel sketchy the bike like i rode the other day at that grass track yeah and i'm just like hooking in and i I didn't feel because i was saying to someone the other day that it's like when i'm right i'm like i'm not scared of going fast when i ride to me it was just like the bike was just unpredictable like i wasn't i can go that speed and i'll go faster but if i do i just feel like the bike's gonna i don't know what the bike's gonna do Mm. and then now that i've started with the technique stuff yeah i'm not even trying to ride fast yeah but you feel like the i know what the bike's gonna do so i'm like i can get on the throttle earlier i don't have to brake as hard here i can do this i can do just because a few little things and then all of a sudden you're being more efficient and then you're using less energy so now i can ride longer which means i can practice and it's like all of this stuff and it's like i've been riding my whole life yeah but now i just feel like the coaching thing's just so neglected in 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 motocross and i mean supercross is kind of its own thing but it's like especially in motocross like i don't think people really know how to ride that's true it's technique is everything 100 percent everything it's um you can't go fast with shit technique no you're just gonna crash and um you know the typical story is the dad brings his kid little johnny needs to come in faster and you watch him and you go, Just no. break later, mate. Break yeah. later. It's all about, oh, my son needs to go faster coming in. So yeah. he ain't going to come in fast with that technique. So you've actually, you've got to try and convince the dad that you're going to slow this kid down to set him up to come in right to then get on the gas at the right time and yeah. he'll be faster once yeah. you link it all up. And um, it, the the dads almost scratch their head and think, you get the feeling that they think, this guy's what are you talking shit? about yeah. let's go to another guy so, yeah so it's uh, and they do they yeah. go from one coach to the next and they just keep shopping around and um whatever um but yeah it's it, it is it's technique is everything i study it like still today like I, i'm watching jet and watching all these kids there's a new style huh it is it's you you know i, I look at everything and um and then watch the guys in australia and there's a lot that they could pick up on. I actually pick up things now that I'm like, damn, I wish I could have tried yeah. that when I was racing. And, yeah. and the last couple of years... So what, what's got you like... What's something that you wish you could have tried? Oh, just <clears throat> that <clears throat> feeding, like your feet position, being on the balls of your feet a bit more. I think... Yeah. Um, I guess I'm a little bit more old school, so I was kind of in the middle in all the, middle. the time. Well, the same for me. So it, That was a big thing with Ben that in New Zealand, um, the last... It, it, it's actually a bit of a bummer by the time we got into some more technique. I was like, give me more, give me more, yeah. give me more. Like, I'll do it. Like, to me, technique shit, especially, yeah. again, from, like, applying it there with the jiu-jitsu stuff. Yeah. I was like, dude, just give me as much as you can. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And um, But by the time I got to, like, the sort of riding on the balls of my feet, I was pretty roached because yeah. like, we rode so much. Sure. But even, like, the... Yeah, your ankles act as suspension. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it yeah. makes... Every, it's, like, smoother. It and then you kind of feel like you've got more feel and then you're on the balls of your feet and then your hips can move yeah. and you feel like you're it's like a, everything's flowing yeah it's yeah it's like as as the bikes are getting faster the athletes are getting fitter the technique needs to be better yeah so you, you need like and i think that's what a lot of riders are lacking these days like they need to study these guys like 
when like we were growing up, it was a terra firma video that yeah. you would play, rewind, slow mo, and that that's all you had. Social media is there, and you know the pros are putting up stuff every day, so it's a bit overlooked, I believe. But you can learn so much from yeah. studying it. I actually see bits and pieces. And we'll send it to the writers that I coach through Instagram and go, hey, yeah. check this out. This is what I'm telling you. So it's, um, and it, it works. It really does. But, um, yeah, technique, you just, there, there was no coaches when I was coming nah. through. Like, Gawley, was like Gawley. Gawley. Yeah. He, he was traveling around. Yeah. So he was hard to, to get to. Yeah. Uh, I think I went, I only ever went to Gawley school once because yeah. he was always around Australia. Um, there was just nobody around. So, and, the, I, and I think if I had had, a coach man i think I, it would have changed the way that um, my career went mm, yeah like that so you got the balls on the toes thing uh the balls of your feet what else are you sort of seeing this sort of new school oh just like a lot of guys are dropping their head in in the turns eli's um, big for that yeah i help out aaron Tanny a bit yeah and, and that's something that i really get on to him about he you know they just go in and they tip it in and they drop their head and then it tucks the front on them and um and then the, the bike's out of balance and whatever so it's little things like that that I'm really working with a lot of guys. It, it, it's simple stuff, basically. Yeah. You just got to go back to the basics, sharpen yourself up, study some guys or get a good coach and um, and then apply it and, and you're going to be better. But, I, you, but you have to take a step back, yeah. slow it down, then bring it on. I'm not thinking about going fast that, at that's all. It. Yeah, like that's literally that. every time I ride, there's no It'll just happen. It. Yeah, and I used to like... I used to like when you think back, you just like you were the dumbest cunt. Like, <laughs> like what? What was the like? What was the thought pattern? Like, I used to fire myself up yeah. that I'd, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking send it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's like that's so stupid. Like, what? You know what I mean? But yeah. that to me, I was like, these guys are just way faster than me. Like, I've yeah. just got to go faster, and then you're tighter. Like, and I, I could never write like. I just couldn't do 20 minutes. Like, I'd just be cooked, man. But it yeah. was just such shit technique that you, like, the literally the bike's riding you. You're just in this yeah. constant fight with the bike. And then recently, it's, I just feel, all, like, my bike's 2015. Like, that wasn't a good Honda. Yeah. And I, like, you know what I mean? But I feel, like, pretty good. And yeah, I feel, yeah. like, now I just feel way more in control. And yeah, it's good. something that, like, I've got, I've got ideas personally of, like, ways that I want to sort of try and, you know get that that message across and i've yeah. got some ideas for stuff because like the in the jiu-jitsu world like in motocross it's pretty much like only fast dudes that then will tell you how they rode fast essentially yeah. whereas like i feel like you know you got like greg moss in all fairness mm -hmm. like he really went hard in the coach and never really rode mm -hmm. and i think that there's a bit of an attitude around that to where it's like, oh, well, if you weren't pro, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I probably yeah. don't want to sort of listen to that. Mm -hmm. But in jiu-jitsu, there's like the, there's coaches that are just like fucking G's, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got squads of killers. Yeah, right. Like just killers. Right. And the dude is, his name's John Danaher and he's like in his, in his fifties. Yeah, okay. He's got like double hip replacements, fake knees. Like he basically doesn't roll. Like he doesn't do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But he's the man. Yeah, he's like wow. the Bill Belichick, yeah. Wayne Bennett of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And like, he just, same thing, just studies, studies, yeah. studies. And yeah. he's got, he took these guys, they're called like the Danaher Death Squad. Mm -hmm. And he took these guys from like kids, man, like 15, 16 year old kids that were just 
just Joes, you know, yeah. like they were just obviously good. But now, like his one dude, Gordon Ryan, is like that. He's literally called the king. He's like twenty three years old, and pretty much like there's. I don't think anyone in the world in a no gi like um, so without like the full kimono and all that shit. Like just like the more of like an MMA style yeah. jiu-jitsu literally no one in the world no one can beat him he's oh, yeah. that good and he's under this dude and it's like you, you listen to he just he won like ADCC which was like the Olympics of grappling yeah. he's like yep this is my coach my coach my coach my coach my coach Every, he's like I would not be good without yeah. him and it's like he's just this guy that just he's I mean he's a black belt so he sort of can obviously fucking yeah. does know how to do it you know mm-hmm. but there was this guy that just said my body's failing me so i'm just gonna study 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 and just yeah. teach and develop these new systems and new techniques and just put a crazy emphasis like on technique they yeah. beat everybody with technique they're not it's not like a fighting style of jiu-jitsu yeah and they just fuck everyone it's like change the sport and i'm like waiting for that to kind of happen in moto mm. because you know you ask a guy like jet what he's doing he's mm. like he can't tell you yeah but he's got someone telling him yeah you know what i mean he's got osho he's got osho right? plus his dad so, and so, hunter yeah he's surrounded by good guys yeah so that's you know he goes to the test track he's got he's got the tools right there to watch and learn so yeah it's um that's a good bonus for him yeah but um but you know youth how you know natural talent youth like, yeah it, it's all there he's, he's got it all and they're, yeah. they're, they're like, they're doing the right things naturally. Yeah. Whereas the av- like me, I'm not naturally doing those things yeah. right. And it's like, you've just got to bridge the gap. You've got to convey the message to the, yeah. to the, you know, the average punter. And like, even um, like we got JB that rides with us. Um, I don't know if you've met JB. He, he's mm. like, works for Sammy at Fist. Oh, right. yeah. Fucking biggest legend ever. But he like literally knows no technique yeah like zero zero yeah. rides every weekend and it's like even you know now i'm with like how much more i've enjoyed riding like that's i'm like man i want everyone to like feel like yeah. this now i want everyone to enjoy riding like this and and go to the track and you're not just trying to go fast and trying to just swing off the thing and yeah. get tired and then you're dangerous because you're tired like i just i really I'm on that same sort of yeah. thinking that like fuck it could change it could just make the sport so much more enjoyable yeah. for people for sure I have in, in talking about coaching I have a, a lot of my guys are vet guys yeah like right. I have I probably have more vet guys than, than the younger kids to be honest especially yeah. up here and um, they're awesome they, they want to learn you know yeah. if, if you want to learn and want to get better you know you will yeah. it's, um, it's it's not that hard really but um i just think the messaging's been wrong for a long time with, yeah. with motocross because you see the guys and you just think like you think it's so unattainable to like be able to go that fast yeah. you know but it's like it's even simple shit like there's a there's a one uphill there and it's like kind of gets choppy and rough and it just simple body positioning yeah being on the balls of your feet it makes it comfortable to just you can hold it on the entire way up that hill yeah. normally you'd kind of back off like blah, 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 <laughs> you know because you just again you don't know what the bike's going to do it yeah. feels kind of gnarly like at any moment you could fucking yeah. you could just start swapping but <laughs> yeah. it's it's not it's not huge changes yeah. to actually yeah. kind of take that out of the equation exactly and it's like yeah so 
it's definitely been it's been cool like bt was saying he's got this one chick that he's been yeah. working with for three years and when she first started could literally barely write yeah wow. like and she was a oh, teenager kind of young chick and yeah. um and then the dad was like oh you know what do you think like do you think that you know we could get her to the point where she could um make a career and ben's yeah. like nah <laughs> like i don't i don't see you yeah. know i don't see it happening yeah and then he's like as of right now like fuck man that shit he's like she's the best student wow. that he's had applies everything yeah. works on so good you know worked because being coachable is another thing you know yeah. like you can have a great coach but you can not be coachable yeah. and um he's like man she's so coachable and he's like she fucking rips like awesome. legitimate she could maybe make a career out of Wow. Riding dirt bikes now, yeah. which is all just through that. Yeah, so it's fucking cool, man. Do, have you done like, have you done any schools or anything like that? No, nah, or not, you do it more one on one. Yeah, not big schools. Like, I think ten is the max that I usually take. It, yeah. um it, it's it's easy to manage, and um, I feel like they get value. Like, you can. It's almost one on one when it's a smaller group anyway. Yeah. So you can really get the message across, and and every rider is so different. So you, you've got to get down to their level and and explain things differently to to each rider i believe it's um and i say it works for me it, it really works like the connection that i make with the kids and and um and then they start to trust you trust what you're saying then they apply it so it's um yeah it's yeah i haven't i haven't gone down that road of big groups yeah it's um yeah don't know just yeah i like doing what i'm doing just getting tight-knit group and yeah plug away at it and what um so have you got like a shed or something now that you've kind of got and then yeah what it seems like you got a bunch of little projects that you're sort of always 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 tinkering something i'm always doing something but um yeah i've got i've got a shed at um cool and there it's like 300 meters from the track oh really yeah it's just right in that industrial there no shit yeah so i've got um it's where i keep all my gear and uh, all, my, all my gear's basically custom anyway, but we keep a, a fair bit there to for sizing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's there, and I got my bikes and shit out the back and tinker about, paint helmets out the back. And how's the helmet painting? Yeah, it's going good. Yeah, yeah. Just done one for a guy in New Zealand, sent that out. Really? He got it yesterday. He was all pumped on it. So. You have to show me some photos yeah, of that. So it's going all right. Yeah. What's the process of doing that? Oh fuck, it's it's a big process. There's heaps of hours involved. Um, because yeah. you got to sand it all back yeah prep and it. it's yeah there's heaps involved so and then you'd like it's a lot more involved than people would imagine yeah um, the time yeah it's time and it depends what they want as well yeah so it's yeah. um you never speak to like a helmet dude that's like oh yeah. I'll have a tea in a couple of weeks yeah it's yeah. always like oh we've got like a three month wait yeah yeah for sure no one's ever fucking yeah. getting out I've been it. waiting on helmets from Brownie a couple of times yeah <laughs> well, I talked to Brownie a bit about I send you pictures how's this look Brownie oh that's and, cool and he's like oh yeah not bad so. <laughs> he's, a, he's a gangster yeah he's dude. cool fuck so. he's loose hey yeah have you ever <laughs> hung out with him on the piss yeah nah not on the piss no. fuck you should have seen him at um first day in the dirt yeah <laughs> I heard about it. Yeah. I actually heard about that, yeah. Yeah, like, that's when you know you've sent it, when you hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did hear about it. Yeah. And are you doing, like, any bike build stuff or anything like that? Or um, oh, I'm pretty... Oh, actually, I built a bike, and I just done up an RM125 for a kid. So oh, I'm, really? That come up really cool. Um, but, yeah, if I'm not doing that, I'm just working on my own stuff, trying to keep all that shit running. 
Yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of maintenance in working with these kind of adaptive bikes? Oh, or? Yeah. You're always trying to improve it. Yeah. So that, that, that's the biggest thing. At the moment with my motocross bike, I want to I want that bar that goes above your head, that big sissy bar looking thing. So like Doug runs one, Doug Henry runs Oh, one. it's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah see so if you go over the bars, you can tuck your head and that'll hit the yeah. ground first. So yeah. That, that's, yeah, I've got to do something about that. Do you feel pretty exposed in it? A little bit, a little bit. It's um, like once you go and you feel okay, but you sit there and think about it for a minute and you're going over the handlebars. Because like, the bike's chasing you. Yeah, no you're stuck what. to it. So it, yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is sketchy. So. <laughs> and it's been it's been on the back burner because I'll go from working on that to the mountain bike and yeah. it's got heaps of shit going on. But yeah, that, that's the next step for sure for me. And so what's the, how do you know how you're going to mount that and like... Yeah, I've got some ideas. Like it'll come off the frame that's already there yeah. um, from the front. So I'll just bring it up beside my legs and then go to the back, um, back of the subframe and go up. Are you going to try and make it kind of around you a little bit? Nah, not nah, not really. Just just straight up behind. Um, yeah, just all the guys. I think it's. I think you got to run them when you ride the snow bikes and that. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, if yeah, you can see see what they look like from that. But yeah, everyone's got their own way of doing it. Yeah, who helps you out with that stuff? Um, at the moment, nobody. Like my, my buddy, that's the author test. He um, he like he made the go kart seat, reinforced it. He made oh. a custom seat at one point. So does got, he make like prosthetics and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so he made yeah, all those legs that I used. Oh all. yeah, yeah. yeah he's got and then that. there's a. It's called a blade, so it it um, it's what helps you walk. It gets a bit of flex in it so we use that as suspension we bolted that to the top of the subframe and then the seat just so that that's the pain in the ass part because it's always moving the seat so when you're going up to a jump oh, and, oh, and it's a bit bumpy you're yeah. like you're trying to get in tune with your bike suspension to go right and jump yeah but, um could you do it without that no nah, because you need it for you for you because i got no just muscles in my ass and yeah. it just smashes you like with a, a couple of rides in from like riding again i um fractured bloody l1 or something oh yeah i really? had a sore ass from like because because of the nerve pain that's the only way i can feel where, yeah. where my ass is basically so um but I, but my lower back was killing and i left it a few days and then i was like keen to ride again and i'm going to the track and we went and i done like pretty much a siding lap and i'm like oh, something stabbed me in the back and then i got the x-ray and i <laughs> fractured it so we had to make something like doug's got a mountain bike shock under his yeah under his seat, which is awesome do you have the do you, so you don't have the stock seat on no, that no. so that's gone that's gone so what how does it work like the actual so rig? we yeah so we made a plate on top of the it sits on top of the subframe yeah and just an alloy plate and then we mount the um the those blades those carbon fiber blades at flex yeah um they're mounted on top of that and then that goes to the seat mm. um and then the seat just so it's all open up the top yeah basically open yeah i wonder if you could do any of the you know like the air ride stuff you know like truck seats are oh on like yeah the air cushions yeah yep. there's um fuck i'm pretty sure they're on the sunny coast man yeah right the airbag guys yeah i'll try and remind me yeah okay. and i'll try and get you the contact of these yep. guys they run um a dude that rents this studio had yep. them on his podcast yeah right. and they make all the airbags for like trucks and car like every they've got like airbagged eskies like they've done like Sweet. heaps of shit and i'm pretty sure they're on the sunny coast man yeah, okay. it might be the kind of thing that they'd want to you know do as just like a project sort yeah, of deal because yeah. like i feel like the air that would be good maybe yeah. that'd work 
Yeah. I, I've tried everything. I, I even had like a wheelbarrow tube I was sitting on for a while, which was working. A wheelbarrow tube? Yeah. just Like just a little tire? Yeah, just a tube. Yeah, I pumped it up and I put water in it as well. Yeah, right. And I, sat, I just strapped that to the seat and I sat on that and it worked awesome. And then, oh, actually, I took the seat off and had it on top of the subframe. Then it popped and I didn't know and I'd done maybe a lap or two and I freaking cut all my ass from the bolts and stuff and so I was I got oh. off the bike and I'm bleeding I'm like oh what's going on here so that's when we really I went oh, I've got to make something serious here yeah right but, um, but yeah that cushioning like what you're saying that that would work for sure yeah because yeah. you know that um, you know like the trucks and stuff like air rides just yeah. like in the truck cabs and that yeah I feel like that'd be something man yeah that would be good to where yeah and those guys yeah they, they just might want to do like a kind of cool project yeah because yeah there's not it's not like that's just a stock you can't get that shit from mx store yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's yeah it. wonder i reckon they'd be able to do something dude that'd be sick what what's like the suspension setup like oh for my motocross bike yeah um christian have done it and I, the, my first my bike was supercross setup so it was really stiff so the jumps were good but then obviously i want to ride motocross so the, the bumps were killing me um so they we lent towards basically an enduro setup um, and it kind of seemed a bit soft. So they've gone, it's a custom sort of setup, um, but it's not full motocross and it's not enduro. It's in between basically. Yeah, right. But um, oh, it works works unreal. Yeah. It's just balanced. The bike's balanced, under brakes, jumping. Yeah. They've got it dialed. So. And it was just, send. I sent it down there, told Marty, he sent it back, wrote it and that's really? it. Really? Yeah. So that day in the dirt, I still had day in the dirt I still had to, it was still stock yeah yeah right so it was um, so it's a lot better now yeah it's heaps better so the shock was just killing me at um, day in the dirt it was just too stiff yeah um, so yeah because I'm stuck at the seat yeah but it is a unique setup like it's not just you know, yeah. stuff do you what sort of like sag and stuff do you have to run yeah same same I've, I've been running 110 at the minute yeah um, yeah just a little bit 5 mil lower than, than normal so but it works good uh, in the sand. I just push my forks down in the clamps and try to get it a chopper sort of stop. <laughs> Keep the weight off the front. Yeah. Because, because you're stuck in the same spot. So you're on the gas in the sand, you back off, all the weight goes to the front yeah. from the engine brake and oh, it just buries it even more. So, and oh, I can't I yeah. can't lean back really anymore because of the seat. Yeah. So you're kind of like leaning back a bit, just trying to keep that front light all the time. So it sounds like it's kind of a fun challenge, like it a is, fun project it is, to work on. It is. It's um, like I said to you, it's um, it's just it's a whole new game. It really is. It is. You just take it for what it is, of course, and um, try and progress with it. Mm. It's just like trying to be a better supercross rider. No different. Yeah. I'm just trying to be better at this adaptive game. So. Did you enjoy the, like the process of testing and stuff when you yeah, were loved it. factory yeah. rider? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. It was what good. was the best team to test with? Was CDR? CDR yeah. yeah, yeah. Twenty twelve. Um, so what's it like to ride for Dakar? Because you hear so many. It's um, like well, I rode for him in two thousand and four, and I was still pretty young. I was like eighteen, and I found him a bit too hard on me. Yeah. Like a bit, bit. Yeah. It was kind of. I think uh, it was more. I think it was more my age that I. It, it was a bit harder to to deal with. Um, so anyway uh 2012 was really good because obviously i developed as a rider anyway and then um he was so professional and it's, it's like anyone if you're doing well they're gonna like you so mm. it's like any job in it so um i was started off getting well the testing went really good like he turned up with the with the semi at the at my track and wow, um, that and been cool. yeah it was cool and we had a table and we had 
cams and we had all sorts of stuff to try clamps a lot so and that that's probably the best testing we've ever done with anyone like we had but Daki knows because he had coppins on there and so he knew he, he kind of had an idea on what would work basically so um he would sort of say oh yeah that's what this guy likes that guy likes but he lets you test it all which is great and um and then Bobo was my teammate and then he was running a different motor to me and things like that but yeah i love that process loved it um testing was was really good um but yeah Daki was just kick ass with that stuff he's definitely always been the most professional dude i feel like when jdr was like peak in there you know like when they had their run like man there's some of the shit that those guys had going on especially when they like had the u.s team like I don't think people understand how dope the US program yeah, was. Yeah, I've I've seen the factory team. I lived at the Red Bull place in uh, America when I was there. Which so one? Red Bull compound. Um, where's it at? It's up. Uh, it's north of. Um, what's it called? Shit, I can't think of the name. But it was. Uh, they have like they had the Red Bull Supercross track. Uh, had a big um, quarter pipe thing. Oh, foam pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name of the joint. Yeah. Anyway, I lived there for a bit and then Honda would come. Yeah. Factory Honda would come and they had short and mill saps and whatever. And I'd see benches of parts and Wyndham was there and I'd be over the back riding the shit track and they'd be <laughs> testing and um oh man, it's it's unbelievable what, what they, those guys can, can change and do. It's, yeah, um, the resources though. Yeah. So But yeah, JDR man was like because I was around a bunch of factory teams over there and like, yeah, their shit was I don't think they got enough credit for how gnarly and that's like jet getting on the podium the last fucking dude to podium in the lights class from oz was mossy yeah right yeah on a jdr bike crazy yeah eh? yeah it is but um but yeah like i I know that their testing was pretty like they had a lot of good parts had a lot of good support they did a lot of work like apro was you know yeah always one of the sort of kdm was good for testing too they weren't too bad yeah Mm. when i was at kdm that was um supercross were 2013 um that was good yeah Apro would come to the track suspension and yeah it's it's good it was some of the earlier years of the teams i guess i was still learning as well yeah so it wasn't um it wasn't that good but um yeah i definitely did have some good days for sure what was really like your favorite team in terms of like just the environment and mm, environment my own team <laughs> yeah really <laughs> yeah just doing what i wanted i could pick pick what parts i wanted pick, yeah. pick who i wanted to be around did you have like uh, did you have much support sponsor wise to like no, or so, did you have to fund a lot of it yeah so yeah long story short like how it happened was um uh, i used to so my cousin's the xgp rider gary mccoy so he lived he lived in Cobbity and i used to ride there as a kid and there was a, a house that backed onto it and there was a bunch of boys that lived there and so i used to ride on getting gary's tracks and go over the back fence and ride these other tracks where these guys live and one of the brothers there he um he his son now races and he wanted to get his kid coached so i was right at the end of uh so it was the end of 2000 and no it was middle of 2014 i believe and anyway i was trying to ride supercross and i was borrowing a mate's honda and just wasn't happening and and then i was pretty much done i was like i'm retiring it's this is bullshit i'm just yeah um, i got you know got no money to keep doing it basically so um anyway uh he brought his kid out to um to be coached and 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 he he would get there early and watch me i was doing motos before they would turn up 
and I'd coach, coach him on the little track and um, he said, oh, what's going on? What's the plan? And I said, oh, I'm pretty... Or oh, actually, I raced uh, Bathurst the first round and mm. just went to shit. And um, I said, oh, I'm done. I'm just... I can't, can't do this anymore, you know. Just running out of money. I'm coaching to to survive and fund this race and this is just not going to happen so um he's like oh let me help you out and i'm like oh man it's gonna be heaps of money involved <laughs> like it's not just a matter of that yeah and then um he's like no i'll get your bike so he bought me a bike he, bought me, he goes what bike do you want so i said i'll get a yamo so he went to the shop and just bought a bike from the shop and then we went and raced it at um brisbane indoor yeah and, and I whole shot every race even the main I think I led 15 or 16 laps in the main and I just faded because I wasn't fit fit enough and um I got fourth and sort of he sort of lit up about it and then he's like wow well, you know you can't retire now so he, he backed me he goes let's let's and I'm still I'm really good mates with him today and he's like let's let's do it let's run get this team going so we went and done a couple of Queensland uh supercross races and I had some good battles with Mossies and that and uh it just sort of went from there and before we knew it we were deep we had bought a van uh yamaha didn't initially uh want to help us um if, well the truth is is that nobody wanted to help us i couldn't even get a free set of riding gear really so um i don't know why like isn't that weird it, it, it was it was i don't know what the deal was but um yes yeah, so it was pretty hard uh anyway so he bought it full retail then eventually yamaha come around and and wanted to help out a little bit so they did and and but he was just you know he was just spending his money just just setting me up to go racing and we done it and um so i had my own mechanic i had my dad there a lot um it was just it was cool it was hard work because i was wearing like, i was coaching to make money yeah and then i was working on the bikes you know training getting race bikes helping get race like i was it was it was full on it yeah. was it was the the hardest but it was most rewarding because I got um, the motocross was a struggle, but the supercross, you know, I ended up getting fourth in the championship, and um, it was just out the back of a van, and podium the last round and and things like that. So it was really good, and that's when I went and got hurt in the UK. Mm. So so we had basically built what we needed to, and we knew where the direction we'll go. And so the sixteen supercross season, because I went to uh, UK sixteen and got hurt, but. If that went to plan, I was going to come back, probably not race motocross, and then yeah. just we're just going to do a bunch of supercross. Yeah. So um, but so we had he had already. I go I go to the UK and he's already built the bike. He's like, your bike's ready. I'm like, like we still got months away from racing. You know? Yeah. So he was really so keen, he was just keen, keen at. It. So it was um, oh that was like a breath of fresh air doing that. Like it was awesome. It was awesome having your own team and and then um picking what bits and pieces we wanted for the bike and, and what brands did you go with for a lot of stuff um well i had a good relationship with link so i, I used pirelli and the yeah. motul and stuff like that and then um yeah we ended up using uh, cruise tune for suspension um what else uh gytr bits and pieces um yeah we kind of done full circle we wasted a bit of time um, bolting shit onto the bike when we ended up racing a stock bike with a pipe basically <laughs> yeah. we put a piston and a pipe like that's yeah. all it needed yeah um, but you just get carried away we were all just too excited and we just bought all these parts and ended up freaking taking them all off so um but yeah we just yeah we, we didn't really we didn't have really many any any sponsors a lot of stuff like uni filter gave some filters just little bits and pieces like that so um yeah but it was it was fun it was fun mm. you know? 
Yeah, it's unreal. So good. That's like Jats, because my dad yeah. helps Jats. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like last year, it's fucking... It, it's just the Aussie scene, like, it's just... I don't know. I'd fucking be... <laughs> be a whole nother deal, mm. but it, it's just... It's weird, like, you get a guy like Jats, he won two Super yeah. Championships in a row. Yep. And then... Yeah, I know the feeling, like... Nothing. You're like, if, if, you, if you lay out my results with Supercross... I always struggled to get a ride. Yeah, you've never done shit. And then I look like a dick because I'm going from KDM to Yamaha to Suzuki to whatever. Like, that's not what I wanted to do. I had no choice. Yeah. So I just wanted to race and, you know, that's what I love. So I didn't care. I'd ride anything. And, um, yeah, it's, it it is. I I saw exactly what you're talking about. I've I've seen that. I've seen him jats up at Coolum Supercross track riding heaps and, and then he's got no ride. It's um, it's hard to it, it just doesn't make sense sometimes. Mm. And yeah, the yeah, fuck, I don't know. It's it's and it's just the same fucking people. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing fresh. Like you got, you know, and it's again, not no disrespect to the names. You got Gavin Eels run Circo for yeah. a trillion years. You've got, you know, you had um, Dakar with the um, CDR. And it's like the same people. Kevin Williams run the same fucking series. It's like the same. Like, there's. Mm. I mean, I, I I get real frustrated about it. like <laughs> to not go to Gum Valley, mm. to not go to all of these epic fucking places that are that yeah. are out there. And it's like, I just feel like there's so much potential. We've got such good riders. We've got like the and the thing that really made me kind of fire up a little bit about it is like with what i built with gypsy tails in a few years yeah like it's hundreds of thousands of dirt bike fans yeah listening every month yeah. hundreds of thousands yeah. from here yeah. i can see where they're from yeah. they're fucking from here yeah and it's like you know you would probably you'd, you'd get nearly 150 a month yeah wow from oz that are watching and listening they're all they're all fucking not everyone's riding but it's like yeah that's the fans of the sport like because it's real heavy that's our content you yeah. know and i'm like then you see what adam and bailey and the boys can yeah. do with ozx and you can almost feel marvel stadium mm. and it's like what the fuck's everyone else <laughs> doing like yeah. if in two years i can get this many guys or girls listening to this podcast mm. and then you can see what bailey does you can see how gnarly of a business MX store is. Yeah. There's cunts out there. Yeah. There's people that want to, like, people love dirt bikes. People want to support the industry. Yeah. Then you can see how big the Transmoto races are. Like, 800 bikes. Yeah. Well, Fink the, sells nu- the numbers that day in the dirt blew me away. Fucking hectic. Yeah, I was like, wow. There's people that want to be involved in our sport here. Like, to me, it's the people at the top are like chopping everyone's fucking knees off mm. essentially you know and it's just like the same fucking people that are like stopping progress it seems like mm. because yeah when you get the new people that come in like bailey with the ame stuff and sando and then you know mx mx store is such a fucking great example like they are now in the toll building yeah yeah i went there yesterday yeah like, how unreal is it crazy that's like chaparral mm you know yeah. we don't have california's or america's population yeah. and they're running a program that's like as good as the biggest american mm. companies and killing it so it's like yeah. hey australia there's dirt bike people what are we not what are we doing why could, why do we get 600 people watching a national 
Mm. What's going? What's the disconnect? What's wrong? Where yeah. Where's the break in the chain? And then you know, and like I said, I feel okay talking about it because I've got fuckloads of people that love listening and watching dirt bike shit. Mm. And I and again, I know where they're coming from. They're from here. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing? There's so many, you know. And then you, you look at a guy like Jats that doesn't have a ride, and like all these guys that Todd won mm. championship last year. Yeah. Husky ain't going around. Yeah, and yeah. got put DPH. DPH wins two championships. Mm. Yeah, that's sad. To see, and like that guy's mm. a fucking G dude. Like yeah. he's such a nice guy. Wins two championships under the one team, and mm. what? And then they had Re- so they had Regan. Um, I don't know it was Regan. No, nah, Regan's on it now. But yeah, they had Wilson Todd yeah. and Todd Waters that yeah. won championships. Team goes away. And then, like, you know, JDR gets driven out of sport. Mm. Cool Air Kevy. Yeah. How many fucking, like, I yeah. just don't understand it, man. Yeah, it's a hard one. Mm. And I just, yeah, it's it's frustrating. And it's like, you, you want the sport to be good. And there's guys like yourself should have had rides. There's guys like Jats should have had rides. A dude like Todd winning the 450 championship mm. should still have a ride. If the team can win two championships in one year, they should probably still get to go around. And now, like... You know, you hear that the MX Nationals might not go ahead, and then you know Kevy's out of it, and no one. Knows. It's like, come on, can't be like. There's people to support it, eh? Yeah, for sure. You just got to wonder, like, mm. you know, and yeah. how much, and and you know, you look at like you got the Lawrences now in Supercross. It's like, mate, there's talent coming out of here. You got Chad Reed, Brett Metcalf, Michael Byrne, Andrew McFarlane. You go even further back than that. You know, you got Leesky, you got Stephen Gort, like. Yeah. amazing riders have always come out of Australia and like you just like oh, I don't know the next kid that could do good obviously you got the Lawrences but it's the same as like kind of with Chad you know they just pieced out so quick yeah when they were young and like that's they're the ones that reach the top of the ones that get out of Dodge <laughs> and you just like you sort of that's not like what you'd want for your you, you don't want that for your sport even yeah. like the motocross nations team every year is like fucking scraping together mm. loose change to, to yeah, get to the, yeah. it's just like could be so much better yeah yeah and i think that the proof's out there now that um you know you, there's people that i just think that everyone always lean back on the fact that like oh you know it's not enough people it's just, just you know it's just a small country there's not mm. and then you're like hmm don't know, man. Day in the Dirt was pretty fucking sick. Uh, or every yeah. Transmoto. Like, I think the Transmotos sell out in, like, hours. Yeah, right. So, so what's that race about? Would I be able to do that? I was wondering, like, I don't know. It gets a bit tight it's in the bush, techie, maybe? techie, yeah. eh? I was thinking about it when we were talking about, when you were saying about yeah. the races you want to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like it just, it's tight. Tight, right. But I don't know where, like... I'm sure some of the places, because I've only done Conondale and Gum Valley. Oh, yeah. And, like, they both go kind of into the trees, but, like, Nabiak's like a sand one. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It might be worth looking into. Because yeah, it's so much. It's like, day the, what's the same crew that run down the yeah, dirt? Yeah. But it's just about fun. Yeah, cool. You know, no one's really. Like, you kind of get some dudes that are serious, but, like, yeah. 
it's kind of it's funny i'd always say like if you want to win that race you're kind of an asshole <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's almost like a um you know like the races at school where you have to be like yeah. the slowest one that's sort of what that's sort of what that yeah. shit feels like you yeah. know and it's like if you didn't get kind of half cut the night before you're a bit of an asshole <laughs> it's like there's these like unspoken rules yeah, that yeah. you sort of got to go through but i feel like um yeah i don't know hopefully hopefully with the way that the transmoto stuff has mm. kind of panned out how good day in the dirt is yeah. hopefully there's some one-off sort of yep. stuff that starts popping up yeah, like sure. i've even thought about fuck us running some yeah. kind of like cool sort of cool cool just fun event with weird classes that you yeah. can ride with mates and stuff i said to the president at cool i said let's um link up the sand track and the stadium track That'd and, be and cool. make something you know that'd be so, sick yeah we've had a bit of small talk about it but that would be unreal but then, i don't know because like, you've got access up both sides of the main track like up the up the road bit so yeah right you could just get out there and pin it up to the next track and do how that. um how technical is that stadium track nah it's not that technical so it's pretty crazy yeah yep that'd be pretty fun like i can a, i can ride around it like oh okay there's a couple of jumps that i don't jump but I could, yeah can you get around there yeah right that'd be pretty sick eh? yeah fuck it'd get chewed out wouldn't it and you'd make it you'd make that track you'd tame it down to even more to, yeah to to make it work but it'd be awesome because you'd have sand and hard pack you know it would just it'd just be two totally different terrains that you're not gonna run a sand tire so yeah you'd be sort of thinking about your setup a bit and, and just fun yeah total fun yeah what have you got any other sort of ideas of stuff that you'd sort of want to do at, at that track you reckon nah like no, no, like we done the stadium across the start of this year. Yeah. Um, that, that went really good. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Like the rain was just kicking our ass. Like it would rain, bit of, you know, the sun would come out, it would rain. So we're fighting that, but the track held up awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good. Uh, everyone that rode it loved it. So it's, um, I think the plans are to get Supercross there this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have you have you heard about any of what's going on with Supercross or? Nah, not really. Um, I don't think anybody really knows, but yeah, I do know that like our club's talking to some people about running around there. So that'd be cool. It'd eh? be awesome. I enjoyed it. Um, it's such a, we've got such a good setup. Like the, all the mounds, are, like yeah. it's fully ready to go. Yeah, let's come in, build a track, and that's it. Chuck some lights up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they they did say just the other day they wanted to maybe do it in the day. So oh cool yeah so whatever it's um there was a good crowd there too right yeah yeah and it was raining that that day too yeah that's right it was because we meant to run a stadium cross the next day but the rain killed it yeah so we yeah do you get good numbers for the practices and stuff still Mm, it's hit and miss really Mm. i just think that the nine to five guy doesn't really want to go flog himself in the sand Mm. that's the problem it gets rough and they can they only do maybe one or two sessions and they're pretty stuffed mm. they go to a hard pack track they can ride all day bro. yeah that, that's exactly that's <laughs> pretty much the truth yeah yeah that is so um but yeah you know what i'm saying like with yeah. the, with the hard pack they can go there and ride all day yeah um so i i get it i get that side of it um for the the true racer like that's where they want to be yeah because you know? it does get yeah. rough and have you um have you been out to that mx farm yet yeah yeah i was riding there before it opened like i'm friends with the family fuck they're good dude yeah, they? yeah they are they are the best dudes it's uh, it's really good i i've been wanting to go the last few weeks but it's been a bit busy for me i reckon because if i oh, um fucking people it's yeah been gnarly. yeah just it, like it's awesome up there like, so good so good but if i 
I just think it's yeah. I don't need to be coming around a corner and there's a pile of guys in. Yeah. Trying to. I don't want to hurt no one. So. Yeah, true. Because you ain't stopping. I ain't stopping. Big I'm knocking it down and just popping it up <laughs> and, and running someone over probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, fuck. Do it. Do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. That that's a good example. Those guys are a real good example of like so Mark that uh, like. Yep. He's just the nicest dude. He is, yeah. And he's got no, like... That was one of the things that would always frustrate me when I went to the races, was especially their next nationals. Like, cunts are yelling at you. Yeah. And then, like, they're telling you this. And I'm like, hey, bro, I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> like, I don't need to get yelled at. Yeah. I don't need to get talked down to. And that's what was so nice about Dane and Dirt. Like, yeah, it was none of it. It's just it's, it actually reminds me a lot of um like american races like yeah you know you can race every weekend over there somewhere and everything's just it's cruisy so good what i never understood yeah. the fucking need to yell at people <laughs> at a, like what are we uh, is this fun like is <laughs> yeah. this a what are we like yeah. i thought we were all here to like kind of have fun you yeah, know yeah. and then it it's like no criticism could have ever been taken on felt like ever got taken on board nothing that that you know nothing really would change if you asked for it because again it, you were clashing it was just mm. like this constant we're right we're doing it the right way yeah this is the way it's supposed to be this is the way we run it this is my right this is, and it's just like yeah, yeah how does it get better and then you know you go to a guy like mark at mx farm yeah mate he's just like please tell me what i could do yeah. to get it better what what could we do like what do you reckon about this what and the dude's on the right track you're like man just keep doing what you're doing you yeah. know like and then every time you go there oh we've done this we've done that it's just this constant sort of yeah. improvement and then you're like fuck it i'll drive three hours like that's yeah. a three hour drive yeah, for be. us yeah so you, we go we've gone we did a couple of weeks in a row yep so three hours there yeah then i put two hours on my hour meter yeah and then two hours home, uh three hours home yeah right so that's an eight hours of operating a vehicle. Yeah. Like that's a big fucking day. <laughs> so two hours on the bike. Oh, that's what you're pulling off. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck Shit, that that's happened. Good. Yeah. But um, but the, every time I rode, the last I rode three three weeks in a row, I was just doing two hours wow. on my bike every time. And but yeah, it's, I think it just speaks to that. Yeah, what we were talking about before, you know, like mm. just sort of it's a different approach. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like you, I'll be so happy to support that dude. Yeah. And support that place. Yeah. because the Is overall it, experience of yeah, like they got the right attitude yeah they, yeah they, they totally get it yeah. totally get it yeah. and like if whatever races he runs i'll do my best to yeah. su- you know to support it and it's like i feel like i'd do that for anyone like because yeah. i love this shit yeah, like yeah. i love our sport and i'll you want to you want everyone to do well out of it and it's to like i don't even think i'll go watch an mx national yeah. you know what i mean yeah and it's like and it, and that's not out of a place of like fuck motocross mm. because I'll drive six hours in a day to to support the sport. Yeah, you know. But it's just like they're the you feel like they're the people that are gonna sort of push it forward. So I just mm. I hope there's and it's cool hearing that you're at Coolum like yeah. doing yeah. doing that with the club because it's yeah. like yeah you know that we got the people we got the people that want to ride. We yeah. got the pe- like he had fucking two hundred something bikes at MX Farm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's wild. That's awesome. When was it, like, when was the last time you heard of something like that for just a Sunday practice? Yeah. And he's, that, yeah. that's like multiple days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, three days, yeah. 
So you're just like, man, there's if you're, and I think it's just that headspace. Like if you're a guy that's gone, oh fuck, sports dead. How many how many people have told you yeah, years yeah. that sports dead? Yeah, I hear it a bit. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Yeah, today eh? it's just like I think it. You know, it's like sort of an attitude thing. It it must be because yeah, there's just there's so many people out there that are mm. that are keen. Yeah, yeah. So what's next for you, mate? Oh, me? Oh, man, I don't know. Just uh, keeping doing what you're yeah. doing. Seems like you've got I'm, a bunch of shit going on. I want to get back on the motocross bike. Mm. I haven't been on it since. So you bought it down today, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's in the car. Fuck, we're what going time, riding. What time is it? <laughs> Why not? It is one twenty. <laughs> is it? <laughs> we're probably good. What's your Do you have, like plans or what uh not really no nah. i've got amy and the kids there at, at the hotel they checked out at 12 so they're probably in the street somewhere if it's, yeah have you got to get out of here yeah i do so uh, but, sweet. Yeah. but yeah no it's um yeah we're just cruising a bit fuck should we try and ride if yeah if we can i might i might <laughs> i might message uh message trent and see if he's yeah if he's riding and what so you everything's in your van pretty yeah, much ready, ready to go yeah fuck all right let's just wrap it up let's just try and make it happen <laughs> danny mccoy i appreciate it um you should definitely come and do one of these motocross companions yeah. with us like Can for the outdoors if yeah. you want to come up and sure. we'll definitely um we'll definitely organize yeah we'll just get it organized yeah. and even if you just want to come stay at mine join or whatever yeah. man cool um and then we'll Sounds yeah because i think they'll be on sundays yeah so we could do oh, it works out good yeah morning do the supercross uh, motocross companion then we can maybe fuck yeah. off and have a ride yeah man but i appreciate it man it's, no, been, awesome. it's cool it's cool to hear um yeah. yeah a lot about the stuff that you went through and yeah, no. I, I, I don't think really many people have sort of heard unless they've spoke to you about yeah. it yeah no thanks for having me on appreciate, appreciate it, it. we'll do, cool. definitely do it again all right let's yeah, go for cool. a ride <laughs>